be in studio, I've got to say. Most of the conversations I've had with people when I've been a single party contestant, recorded, archived. I have shit on everyone. By the way, you made this drive-by remark about Laura Loomer got censored, therefore Jewish power isn't real. What is that, a joke? I mean, is that what okay. I said? Well, I think that was you, someone. You brought up Loomer. I didn't. In any case. You brought her up immediately after talking about who's real and You made some drive-by shot about, oh, you talk about Jewish power before Loomer. It's banned. And it's I never said that. At the China. It's like, oh, do I realize that? That's one lose for destiny, okay? Don't do the script, Tell us about how they turn them back at the border, and that's how the numbers are. I didn't know what he was gonna say. Uh, tell oh, us about it, Nick. I think he said on a stream that I'm in favor of like genocide of all like non-white people. He said that to Bryce and Ray. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. I still have a random happy bar with Bryce. Did you or did you not? Yeah, I don't know. You've seen the bot. I might have. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, exactly how I sound. Let him get in. Let's books printing money here. Oh, there we go. I had to unmute it. Hello. Welcome back to the kill stream. I like that little fanfare at the end <laughs> to remember uh, to let it play. I have the dual audio, though. I'm going to get that down one day. Uh, welcome Thursday night edition of the Kill Stream. I have no idea what we're going to do. You see Drudge Report there uh, on the screen. We'll go through some of those stories. Some other stories. Katanji, Jackson, whatever the fuck her name. Jackson Brown. Katanji? Is that her name? I think it's Katanji, right? Uh, she was confirmed to the Supreme Court today. Uh, applause erupts as she's confirmed in the Senate chamber, ladies and gentlemen. On this vote... The yeas are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. Also, um, PowerChat works, so powerchat.live slash the Ralph Retort. I don't know why it has this little floating thing now, really, um, but it does. So <laughs> uh, I'm thinking they'll probably fix that at some point, but um, it'll just float up there until they do. So also, I'm going to grab my water. It's right over here. I'll still be listening. Romney, you That is true. He is
okay, is this all they're just going to, what, they're just going to show the Senate clapping for 35 minutes? <sighs> okay. Oh, what a touching moment. Will be the first black woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. What the? Years old, replacing retiring Justice Stephen Breyer. Laura Coates, let me bring it right back to you. Uh, up until that moment, it was anticipating what would happen, and now that it has happened. Your thoughts? It has happened, and it is a wonderful what a day moment. in the history of America. What a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Can't you, do you feel any different? Do you feel any different? Because as she has said herself, one of the things that's so invaluable to the court that they're very much Who's lacking this, looking bitch? this day is the idea of public confidence and believing that the court reflects the people of the United States of America. And here you have not only somebody who is supremely talented and qualified. Oh, supremely? Did you get it? Oh, wow. But also has the background of somebody who is known to have understood Wow, I never would have got that. The importance of protecting the people who stand accused under the weight of the federal government. As a prosecutor, I know full also, well I'll fix how entropy. the I don't think it's running right now, but it will be. Those who are defendants in this country and to see somebody who has the understanding of what it means to protect the Constitution and service the Cash court. Cash app also available, all that important. shit. What also is very beautiful to me is what I saw and was I alluded to before we had actually heard the final tally the idea of moseying on up to cast the final no vote <sighs> was met with extraordinary boos why one because i don't understand why he was late to this as matter of extraordinary significance and number two because it tells you why on earth, how can it be that we've gone from a time when the very first woman to be the Supreme Court Justice, talking about Sandra Day O'Connor, was, I think, 99 to nothing? How it can be that somebody who was qualified as Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson is having to scrape by oh, and hope for the kindness of... It's racism, obviously, bitch. ...strangers to tally on to the already unanimous Democratic vote. That tells you a lot about where we are in this country, and I hope that members of Congress when they're wondering why the American people sometimes question whether the Supreme Court is a political extension of the left. Oh, Magabru sent $10. Katanji Brown Jackson is a weak-ass bitch. <laughs> when I say weak-ass, you say bitch. Weak-ass bitch. Weak-ass bitch. Man, am I going to have to go to C36? Man, at the end of the month, man, fuck. I haven't heard anybody that's down to go with me, though. Dalton and Beerson, they were talking a big game, man, but I don't know, man. They're talking a big game, but haters talking lots of shit, but they scared of the steel. If you want me, come and get me, because I'm real with this here. I ain't scared of you hoes. I ain't never shed a tear. In my hood, bumping grind with a 12 gauge of beer. Sorry. Yes, I know this one. I know this one. Just might disappear. Shout out GCJ. Shout out to legislative branch. I hope they look to themselves and, and can identify. You a weak ass bitch about to knock your block off. Why this particular nominee would not have gotten a resounding yes, but. This I a triple six city. All the MTV and BET got you feeling shitty. She still will be. Justice, Sorry. Katanji. Sorry, my Memphis is coming out. I apologize. I'll. Okay. Let me try to let a little of the whiteness come out too. I'll... <laughs> Jackson, and I am proud. Congratulations, Madam Justice. Oh, You're Madam in... Justice, congratulations. Hats off to you. Getting a photo in right now 
of Judge Tanya. Ralph gonna get capped at some certain or another concert. Now nah, you know what? I'm from Memphis. If I go out like that, you know that's how I should go out. Wally sent three dollars. Gun crime quick. in Memphis. Somebody keeps shouting her name, and a board game makes sucker back into the jungle. <laughs> I feel like if I get gunned down at a rap concert in Memphis, Tennessee, that that will be how I was meant to go. Honestly, that that would be like, all right, you know. Well, he went out like a true Memphian. In watching this moment at the White House with the president. The president looks very excited about it. She looks very happy about it also. Um, it's obviously a big moment for both of them um, as well as for the, the country. The fuck are they watching this, by the Natasha, way? your thoughts as everything you just watched. I, I had chills watching that moment. It's hard not to feel some emotion. I, I think about that quote, we are ancestors' wildest dreams, and that's what this moment feels like. I also think about the indignities that Judge Jackson faced during these confirmation hearings and the ways that uh, she had to be so calm, so uh, measured, the so Dude, they're not even going to... Dude, she just got confirmed, and they're just looking for something to shout racism about. The bitch just got put on the Supreme Court. Think about the indignities that she had to suffer through. My, I, <sighs> and to hear I'm the just losing my whole applause. That's what she deserved. That's truly what mine. she deserved. And I think of black. Oh, people. she deserved better. Why weren't they nice? By the way, they were way too nice. I watched the first day or two of those hearings. I was like, well, she's going through. There's no doubt. Republicans scared to be called racist. I mean, there's no other. I can't think of any other reason why they would treat her with such, you know, handle, handle her with such kid gloves. It was, uh, Women in it was law pathetic, honestly. Law school right now, right, who, who know that they have to be twice as good, but they wonder, you know, is this lip service? Can I truly break that glass ceiling? Uh, and, and we have this moment now to, to look forward to, again, more doors opening because representation is just the beginning. It's just the beginning. Manu, was that booing? <sighs> That we heard when uh, Rand Paul uh, came in to file that uh, that final vote, uh, it, it was seem an exasperation uh, from senators who were waiting for him to come. Now he actually, when he arrived, wait, did uh, Rand Paul slow walk him? Is that what really happened? Rand Paul, can we get a round of applause if that's what happened? <laughs> Rand Paul is trolling the whole Democratic Senate uh, majority there. Well, I guess they're not technically. Well, yeah, I guess with the vice president, they would be the majority, but it's really a 50 50 tie, whatever. Our colleague Ted Barrett tried to ask him why he was late. <laughs> Rand Paul's like, oh, sorry, I, I didn't realize this vote was going on. They had to hold the vote open. Holy shit. No, he didn't respond to those questions. He was dressed in casual attire. Both <laughs> Rand Paul walks up in fucking flip-flops and cargo shorts with, like, a polo shirt on. He's like, all right, whatever, I guess. He was dressed in casual attire. Holy shit. <laughs> ...for him to come. Now, he actually, when he arrived, <laughs> our colleague Ted Barrett tried to ask him why he was late for this vote. Uh, he didn't respond to those questions. He was dressed in casual attire. Most senators, at a Thursday afternoon, this is the last vote of the week, and they vote and they rush out. So it's unclear exactly uh, why he was late. You know, the Democrats uh, kept that vote open. They could have closed the vote because they had the votes, and there's no uh, requirement that they keep the vote open for a certain period of time. But they left it open out a matter of courtesy, given how significant of a vote this 
was. But uh, the reaction afterwards, too, was interesting to see. The Democrats stood up. They got into a long, extended standing ovation that is rarely seen in the Senate. You do see that in the House, where the Senate is a different chamber. You rarely see expressions of emotion like that break out in the in the Senate. But when we saw that, oh. was on the Democratic side of the aisle, Democrats were stood up and were cheering. Republicans were mostly gone, with the exception of Gringo, so Of course, they don't work Fridays. Yeah, who voted to confirm? Basically, was standing in the back. Any the occasion they can think of to take off work, they take off work. Uh, and if you look at the legislative calendar, um, I f- feel like we pulled it up on the kill stream before, way back in the day. Um, but they don't really. <laughs> They're not really there that much, <laughs> to be honest with you. The Congressional Black Caucus, the House Democratic members, were witnessing this moment of history. He was cheering as well. Uh, but was also interesting through the course of this process, too, was that even the Republicans who who opposed... Yeah, it's like 20 weeks. Jackson, yeah, that's about right. Very few, none of them really questioned her qualifications for the court. It came down to issues of... Because I remember so- we were going over the legislative calendar... During the Trump administration, and it was whether he had time to, you know, pass, I think it was wall-related stuff or something, and he just looked at the legislative calendar, and it's like, he doesn't. I mean, I remember, and this was like midway through 2017 or towards the, or 2018, excuse me, and I was like, dude, if he doesn't move ASAP, he's done, because he's just not going to, there's not enough days left uh, in the calendar, right? Like, there's just, and then you have the presidential election and everything else, and nothing's getting done. It's philosophy or questions about dispute of how she handled sentencing decisions on defendants of child pornography cases, for instance. But it, nobody questioned whether she was qualified to serve on the court. Don't bring that up, Manu. They might send you back to the showers. They all recognize the significance of this moment, and the reason why there were only three Republicans to break ranks shows how different of a time that we are in from just some time ago when it was commonplace for both sides of the aisle to vote for qualified nominees, whether it was Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Antonin Scalia, who were confirmed overwhelmingly in the Senate. Mark Newcomb sent $3 Justice Aunt Jemima appointment by President (laughs) Retard Grandpa. During their era, oh now boy. a much Let's different see, era. Collins, Romney, and Murkowski joined with the Democrats. A much more partisan era, but she still managed to get By the way, three on the Republican vote. votes and all 50 members of the Senate Democratic Caucus and make history here today, guys. So, Joan, we know that this doesn't ch- probably doesn't change the ideology of the court because it is a conservative majority, but it does change the dynamic. And so how will her presence once she actually is sworn in? What will change? Well, first of all, Allison, just think of just look at the difference in the ages. Uh, Stephen Breyer, who's retiring at age 83, is 32 years older than her. She's going to bring uh, some fresh thoughts, some fresh blood, if not uh, different ideology than his. She also has this very distinctive experience as a formal tri- former trial judge and a former federal public defender. So a different attitude around the justice's private table. I'm, I'm often reminded in these instances of something Chief Justice John Roberts has said, that uh, just a, a fresh justice brings an array of fresh thoughts about how oper- the operations behind the scenes, about cases, and that that just changes everyone to maybe uh, alter his or her lens a little bit. And then there's Sandra Day O'Connor, who said of the first African American justice, Thurgood Marshall, who was appointed in 1967, that his special perspective and his ability to tell stories around. Oh God, I can't listen to this anymore. If I what? ran for president, I'm banning April Fool's Day. I feel like. <sighs> 
Crystal is a... I think I would win 100% of the vote. You talk... What in the world? Just show the ad. The only reason I'm showing this is because he said there was a wild ad. It's that J.D. Vance guy. It's Saliza, though. Uh... Racist. Do you hate Mexicans? <laughs> what? What in the world? You talk about getting right to the point. Are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? <laughs> um, wait a minute. That's <laughs> the start of a new TV ad by JD Vance. Why don't you motherfuckers just play it, dude? Fuck. I got to hear Chris Eliza. I kind of just want to see the ad now. That's kind of what's pissing me off. Let's see. By the way, tomorrow tomorrow night, Lord Miles Rutledge comes back on the show. Tuesday, Edward Dutton's going to be on the Tequila Sunrise. Uh, next Friday, not tomorrow, but the f week from tomorrow, Ryan Dawson versus Martinez Perspective. Putin good or bad, basically, and you know, I'll probably delve into some other stuff. That'll be April 15th. On the 23rd, we have Adam Green versus E. Michael Jones. And on the 22nd, we have Jay Dyer. So I'm kind of getting settled back in to my cozy seat here. Neon Knicker sent $3. Is this a commercial? Because whatever he's selling, I'll take two. Kind of sitting back in my cozy seat here. Go ahead, Wally. Wally sent $3. <laughs> Good ad so far. I like where this is going. <sighs> Let me see if I can find just the whole ad. Oh, wait, this is it. Wait, it's only 16 seconds. Holy shit, are you a racist? Okay, hold on. That's what the ad's called? Ugh. Does it end with, oh, don't vote for me or something? Are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? What? The media calls us racist for wanting to build Trump's wall. Joe Biden's open border is killing Ohioans with more illegal drugs and more Democrat voters pouring into this country. We will put America first. Now, wait, he didn't exactly say he didn't hate Mexicans, did he? <laughs> now that I think about it. Are you a racist? He's pointing at me. Why are you pointing at me? Are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? The media calls us racist for wanting to build Trump's wall. Joe Biden. But wait, he never says, no, I'm not a racist. Actually, that is kind of funny. <laughs> best known as the author of the best-selling book, Hillbilly Elegy, and is now a Republican candidate for U.S. Senate in Ohio. Vance is one of a handful of Republicans running to replace retiring Republican Senator Rob Portman in a primary that has largely been defined by how Trumpy you can look. Why do they have this music in the background, dude? Do we really need this? Like, can't you just speak? Like... And sound. There's Josh Mandel, the former state treasurer, who burned a mask in a Twitter post and has insisted that I believe this election was stolen from Donald J. Trump. There's also wealthy businessman Mike Gibbons, who ran his own TV ad casting himself as Ohio's Trump. Trump and Gibbons are businessmen with a backbone. <laughs> I like that. Listen to that announcer's voice. Hold on. Wait, I want to see that ad. That sounds like that dude's got some testosterone. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> let's see. That dude sounds like he's the announcer at like some death 
fucking match or some shit. Let's see. Gibbons, Ohio. Ad. Gibbons is a man with a plan. When he steps on the scene, motherfuckers run. Trump say, <laughs> listen to that voice. <laughs> Mike Gibbons. He's going to fucking kill somebody. Up as Ohio's Trump. Trump and Gibbons are businessmen with a backbone. <laughs> Trump saved our economy before. Gibbons knows how to do it again. <laughs> Who was Trump's hand-picked choice for Ohio Republican Party chair and helped the billionaire businessman win the swing-ish state in 2020. Oh, Chris I don't even know. Three minutes. Oh. Timken, for her part, has run ads the music makes the it so much worse. Vance as pretenders and pitching herself as the, quote, real Trump conservative in the race. Vance, in this ad and in the campaign more generally, is trying to out-Trump even those Trumpers in the field, which is no easy task, especially when you consider that Vance has not always felt so favorably toward the former president. In an August 2016 interview with NPR, Vance said this. I think there's a chance if I feel like Trump has a really good chance of winning that I might have to hold my nose and, and vote for Hillary Clinton. So oh, that is tough. That is tough. I heard about that quote before. <clears throat> Not good. No good. No good. File under Twitter direct messages sent by Vance in 2017 in which the author called Trump a quote unquote moral disaster. Oh whose administration had, quote, no domestic policy agenda besides tax cuts. And in a since-deleted tweet from 2017, Vance said this, quote, In four years, I hope people remember that it was those of us who empathized with Trump's voters who fought him the most. No, history will remember. Whoops. When Vance became a candidate for the Senate seat, he deleted most of his past tweets critical of Trump, and he apologized for them on Fox News. Like a lot of... Uh, people, I, I criticized Trump back in 2016, and I asked folks not to judge me by based on what I, I said in 2016, because I've been very open about the fact that I, I did say those critical things, and uh, I regret them, and I regret being wrong about the guy. I think that he was a good president. I think he made a lot of good decisions for people, and I think he took a lot of flack. Vance has spent most of this campaign trying to get away from his past critiques of Trump by presenting himself as the most unapologetic backer of the former president in... Anonymous sent $3 Mike <laughs> Gibbons. He will personally come over to your house and kill your dad and rape your mom. Giggity. Mike Gibbons is a fucking psycho motherfucker who can... He's probably the only one who can turn Ohio around, though, I feel like. That announcer's got me hyped for Gibbons for governor, I have to say. <laughs> Look, it's even wrong. Not wrongs, but it's alliterative. Gibbons for Gov. The race. The governor. At a recent debate, for example, Vance called Trump the greatest president of my lifetime. And now, Vance was one of a rump group of Republicans. I mean, honestly, we haven't had a great crop. Uh, now that I think about it, but. To suggest that America's interest in Ukraine was <laughs> minimal. You might think that's an over-the-top statement, but uh it's not really great shakes for any of those motherfuckers. And that he wasn't particularly focused on the Russian invasion. I don't, I gotta be honest with you, I don't really care what happens to Ukraine one way or another. Now this latest ad from Vance then is consistent with his drastic reinvention as the most pro-Trump candidate in the field. And the ad's focus on the media, wokeness, and immigration is directly I out. I can't with this music, man. It makes the video seem way longer. I fucking hate this guy. I've known, I mean, not known him personally, but he's been on TV for fucking 
since I was a kid. It's not like he's new, but God, CNN paid him a ton of money. I don't know why. He's like a relic, but of the Trump playbook. The media and calls- he always he's always wrong. Crystal, this is always wrong. That's his. This racist for wanting to build Trump's wall. They censor us, but it doesn't change the truth. Joe Biden's open border is killing Ohioans with more illegal drugs and more Democrat voters pouring into this country. Sidebar. So the border is being overrun with Democrat voters. Dog whistle much? Oh, dog whistle. I mean, it's not. It's the truth. I don't know. Look at this guy's. Look at his face. This is like soy personified. I don't even. <clears throat> Wally sent $3 Mike Gibbons, a 10 foot tall man beast who palm slapped a medicine <laughs> ball the length of three football fields. He once punched a hole through a cow just to see what's coming up the road. <laughs> Mike Gibbons. Chuck Norris times three. Mike Gibbons sent $3 rape is cool, no. I think. Mike Gibbons, no. <sighs> <laughs> Look at dude's face after he said dog whistle much. This is like the most soy filled video I've seen in a minute, dude. Look, he looks. Look, those are like the NPC. Look, I just went back with the arrow, and his eyebrows are literally like doing the fucking <laughs> the NPC angle. Like what? Ah! What? Democrat? Democrat voters? So the border is being overrun with Democrat voters? Dog whistle much? I mean, I don't really think it was a dog whistle. What was it a dog whistle for? Mexicans? I mean, I don't know. He, he pretty much told you right there. What was the what was he dog whistling? Even on immigration, though, Vance's past... Com- what was the dog whistle? I honestly don't get that. ...comments seem likely to come back to haunt him. Here he is on Yahoo. Quote... I don't think if you build a great Mexican wall, all of a sudden, all of these steel mill jobs are going to come back to Southern Ohio, but it at least gives people something to latch onto, Vance said in comments that were critical of the then president's plan to build a wall along the U.S.'s Southern border. The primary in Ohio is set for May 3rd, and Vance is still dogged by his blatant flip-floppery on one Donald Trump. No single ad is gonna be changing that. And that is the point. We make new point episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Check them all out. There we go. There we go. All right, let's see. What? Do we have more Katanji? I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. What? Nancy has COVID. Maybe we should do that. That is on the marquee. I mean, I just went through some of the news story. We're not locked into that. We don't have to just do that. But uh, Let's see. Nancy Pelosi, COVID. Damn, did COVID slip one last, oh, one last two raw in there? Why are all these videos so short? Okay, here we go. Here goes one, examining. Nancy's like 93 years old, so. Actually, how old is Nancy Pelosi? Let me look. I think she's 80, all right? Yeah, 82. 
House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has tested positive for COVID-19. A spokesperson says she's asymptomatic and fully vaccinated and boosted. Oh, the spokesperson boosted. also says the speaker is thankful for the protection that the vaccine has provided and will quarantine consistent with CDC guidance. Let's bring in White House correspondent Katanji. Mary Alice Parks for Welcome. more. Katanji Brown Jackson sent $3. Mike Gibbons raped me and no. forced me to be nice to No, Mike. Oh, no. That's what happened there. Well, that explains it. I knew it had to be some kind of right-wing conspiracy. Mary Alice, what do we know at this point? Yeah, Diane, this is just coming in. Like you said, her spokesperson put out a series of tweets and then a formal statement. Just 82, man. I don't know. Look, I wouldn't want to catch. I, honestly, I don't want COVID, period. Uh, but still, I think I had it at the very beginning of all this shit. I don't, like, worry about it. Um, but, I mean, if I... I'd rather not have it, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, if I was 82, I'd definitely rather not have it. So that's, uh, I don't know. It's now landed in my inbox. It says that after testing negative this week, Speaker Pelosi received a positive test result for COVID-19. And like you said, Somebody's saying smash say in the chat. Not for Nancy, for the reporter. Plan to quarantine consistent with, consistent with CDC guidance and encourages everyone else to get vaccinated and boosted. Now, of course, uh, this is clearly still concerning to many here in Washington because of her age. She is 82 years old. That puts her in that high risk category. And we've seen in the last several weeks, Speaker Pelosi has stopped wearing her mask uh, regularly around Capitol Hill, as so many of the masking guidelines have been dialed back here in the nation's capital. And we're all thinking of about uh, some of those scenes in Washington that were surprising these last few weeks. Uh, the State of the Union, these I think moments. I remember y'all liking this shit before, actually. Had members of Congress packed in together for the first time since this pandemic. Now, members of Congress are regularly tested, and that is a big part of this statement from her team, saying that she is... I like her voice, too. I just saw Nick Fan 99 says, Pass Brunette, Smash Smoky voice. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Not only for the vaccines, but for regular testing as well. Diane and Mary Alice, the United Nations. Is that's my vote. That's my vote as well. The the smoky voice. Preparing right now to vote on suspending Russia from the Human Rights Council in response to evidence of atrocities in Ukraine. U.S. Ambassador Linda Thomas Greenfield said that they have the votes to suspend Russia from the Human Rights Council, but that removing Russia from the UN Security Council, which the president. Oh Lynch shit! It should have updated earlier. Somebody said update the podcast feed. Did I? not it should have put the show from sunday on there that's not on um odyssey even the pat dixon one we did on sunday that should be up there and then we haven't done a kill stream until tonight right or did we do i have to look no, we did. Oh, that's right. The Bryson Gray. Yeah, okay. So I was going to put that on the podcast feed, too. Yeah, you're right. We did a show last night, but it was kind of a replay edition. Uh, I just wanted more people to see that interview, uh, and I didn't really do any live stuff. Uh, but I was still going to put that on the podcast feed, so you're right, uh, and I will find out about that. The chick on the right looks like she works in Gotham City or some shit. Sounds like it, too. Like she's like a... Um, you know, hot on the tail, one of the villains or some shit. ...from Ukraine has asked for, that, she says, won't happen. So how significant is this vote to take Russia from the Human Rights Council, and does it come with real consequences, or is this mostly symbolic? 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is significant because it is once again the global community just uh, rebuking Russia, saying that they are not welcome at the table. If this vote goes forward as expected, if they are kicked off the Human Rights Council, uh, it is the it is the global community uh, really ostracizing Russia, saying that their behavior is just completely unacceptable. But while I do think it is significant, you are right. It is also pretty much symbolic. There are not necessarily concrete consequences, uh, except that it will be harder in theory for some of Russia's global partners to continue to uh, stay close to them. No one wants to, to look like they're working alongside someone that has been ostracized like this, someone that has been blacklisted like this. But um, the council is uh, largely symbolic, and I'm thinking a lot about President Zelensky's comments earlier this week to the United Nations, where he said, unless these international organizations start to act in big ways, they have to wonder whether their organizations amount to anything at all. And Secretary of State Antony Blinken is meeting with NATO allies in Brussels about the war in Ukraine. What's the latest there? Yeah, we're continuing to see U.S. officials just wanting to stay in personal, uh, physical contact with NATO allies. I think it's remarkable that we've had, uh, you know, kind of nonstop U.S. leaders and diplomats there in Brussels. They want to make sure that they are getting the latest news uh, firsthand and that they are engaged. Here he says, I got a joke for And with Ukraine. <laughs> I got a joke for it right here. Ukrainian officials. It was very interesting to me that the Ukrainian foreign minister said that his message to world leaders continues to be uh, three things. They need weapons, weapons, and weapons. That's a soundbite I, I imagine we're going to continue to hear the rest of this week, and that clearly Secretary of State Blinken is hearing that message loud and clear from Ukrainian counterparts. And Mary Alice, the Senate, meanwhile, as all this is Wally sent $3. Mike Gibbons will personally settle all international disputes by body slamming a meth-addicted water buffalo. Mike Gibbons. We have to find his ads, man. I was looking for that. Let's see. Um, I see a bunch of interviews. Dude. Hold on. We believe. This is a Mike Gibbons ad. Let's see. America has been knocked down by the left, but football taught me to get back up. We have something to stand for. We believe in the greatness of America and secure borders. Oh, shit. Is this when they almost got in a fight, too? Hold on. The sanctity of life and the power of faith. I might give it to prove this message. Because winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. <laughs> Gibbons for Senate. <laughs> Holy shit. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. <laughs> he's like some, is he like a football coach? What the fuck? What do I know? It is a good commercial. I think so too. Now, hold on. I, you know, I saw a clip and we didn't play it on the show, but, um, it was a couple, I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago, and, and I think it's where they almost got in a fight. Yeah, this is it right here. Hold on. It was him and Mendel. I didn't realize it was Mike Gibbons at first. News tonight Whoa. from the Ohio Republican U.S. Senate Candidate Forum, hosted on Facebook Live by a group called Freedom Works. The five candidates, J.D. Vance, Jane Timken, Matt Dolan, Mike Gibbons, and Josh Mandel answered questions on a range of topics, including business deals and voter registration. 
Well, things got a bit tense during one exchange between uh -huh. Mandel and Gibbons. Listen to this. I've worked so much. Watch us. Holy shit. Wally sent $3. Mike Gibbons swings more dick than four Richards <laughs> hanging in the gallows. Mandel and Gibbons. Listen to this. I've worked so much. Watch us. Two in Iraq. Don't tell me I haven't worked. Don't tell me I haven't worked. You, you don't know squat. So the exchange lasted a few. You don't know squat, pipsqueak. Listen here, Sonny. More seconds and ended with Gibbons calling Mandel a name. The <laughs> Why can't we hear the uncensored part, man? Bitch, I don't want to. What the fuck, man? God, I'm sick of these pussies. Just fucking give me the clip. Let's see. I wonder if I can find they're all they're all like little why don't they just show me the actual clip okay I think this might be it there's like uh, you know a hundred videos about it and none of them want to show the uncensored clip let's see you may not understand this because you've I never been in the private. No, you don't. I do. You've never been in the I private understand. sector in your entire life. What works, sir? Squat, Josh. Two chores in Iraq. Mike Gibbons don't give a fuck. You and we, can, we need to support this guy. I think uh, Mike Gibbons, I don't know if he wants it, but the kill stream. <laughs> the kill stream endorsement? Uh, Understand the this. much coveted. Because you've I never been in the fight. No, you don't. I do. You've never been in the I private understand. sector in your entire life. I've worked, sir. Josh, squat, Josh. Two chores in Iraq. Don't tell me I haven't worked. Don't tell me I haven't worked. You, you don't know squat. It's okay, right? You don't know squat. Two chores in Iraq. <laughs> you don't know squat, son. Tell me I haven't worked. Back off, buddy. You're gonna you back off. Back off, buddy. You don't want Hall of Fame coach Mike Gibbons to put a foot in your ass. No squat. I think he's a coach. I don't know. Two tours in Iraq. Don't tell me I haven't worked. Back off, buddy. You're gonna you back off. Oh, holy shit. Sit down. Never. Watch. He told him to sit down. Never. Squat. Two tours in Iraq. Don't tell me I haven't worked. Back off, buddy. You're gonna you back off. Never. That'll happen. Sit down. Never. Watch. Yeah. Watch. We'll square it away with the wrong dude. Man. No, 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 you're dealing with the wrong guy. You watch what happened. Pussy. You watch what happened. Pussy. Damn, he caught him a pussy. Dude, man. No, no, you're dealing with the wrong guy. You watch what happened. Pussy. You watch what happened. Holy shit, dude. Mike Gibbons don't back down, dude. The event intervened and calmed everyone down, and things ended up moving forward. You should just have, like, a cage match, I think. Oh, what about uh, Wheels of Steel? Oh, I forgot about that. What did he talk about? The orgies, now they're mad at him. They're talking about throwing him out of Congress and shit because he revealed the homosexual orgies and shit. Oh, man, coke-fueled orgies. I like Mike. I do, too. I like Mike. Exactly. That's what, that's what Trump said about so it's what Trump was talking about, LeBron versus Jordan. I like Mike. Yeah, me too. The next debate between these Republican candidates is on March 28th. Oh, well, we might have to go skim through that one. Let's see. I wasn't planning on it. Uh, Ohio GOP debate. Hmm. 
Oh. I want to hear what Mike Gibbons says, though, so we might do that. Okay, we got it. You know what? Can we just... Who is this guy? He's trying to be more soy than Saliza. That was tough, but he's doing it, I think. Republican leaders are speaking out against North Carolina Congressman Madison. He's doing it, I think, ladies and gentlemen. Can we get a round of applause? We didn't think the soy threshold could be could be eclipsed tonight, but somehow I think it has been. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says the freshman representative lost his trust following controversial comments Cawthorn made recently on a podcast. The 26-year-old congressman claimed he was invited to a, quote, orgy with colleagues, his words, not mine, and witnessed a lawmaker <laughs> snorting cocaine. Cawthorn is a member of the Education and Labor and the Veterans Affairs Committees. And Nick Oshner is the chief investigative reporter for WBTV, the CBS station in Charlotte. He joins me now. Nick, it's great to see you. Happy Monday. Thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, and we wanted to bring you into this because, of course, this is the latest in several outlandish claims by the congressman over recent years. But what makes this one so different? Well, uh, and hello and happy Monday to you, Ed. I think, first of all, uh, Madison Cawthorn has already lost the favorability of most North Carolina Republicans here at home. So unlike previous missteps, we might charitably call them, that he's made on Capitol Hill, he'd had the support so of wait, the folks. So he had their support this whole time. He said some wild shit here and there. Nobody batted an eyelash. But when he talked about getting invited to coke-fueled orgies... Now they're pissed off at him. Neon Nicker sent $3. Does Cawthorn's wiener even work? I was wondering. I don't doubt the GOP is full of degenerates, <laughs> but maybe they were trolling him. <laughs> they were trolling the fuck out of him. They were just like, yeah, we're going to. <laughs> Knowing that he can't fuck. they just like, hey, Madison, we're going to the annual. Blow it bang here. The annual DC blow bang. Oh boy, my cup overfloweth with cocaine. Pussy just coming down from the rafter. Oh, right. Ah, sorry, wheels are still. Ah, sorry, your, your, your dick doesn't work, does it? Ah, well, yeah, you know. Breakthroughs in modern medicine, you never know. You never know. I'm sure Elon will fix that someday. His district and Republicans here in North Carolina to kind of backstop him and prop him up a little bit. This time, after these remarks uh, about the uh, orgy and cocaine. Uh, <laughs> you can't even make this shit up. Neon Nickers sent $3 <laughs> in Madison. Want to hold the camera? Hold my beer, kid. LOL. Fucking hell. Wally sent $3. <laughs> Madison's wife heard the announcer for Mike Gibbons, and now he's a father of five. Dude, holy fuck, you can't make this up. Joey Joe Joe oh. sent $3. His purdy mouth still works, don't it? Well, a little bit this time after these remarks uh, about the uh, origin cocaine, uh, I think, as you put it, uh, what we saw was his own home state senator, Tom Tillis, come out and, and, oh, they and didn't like that. himself from Cawthorn and criticize him. And then just a day after that, endorsed one of Cawthorn's primary challengers, State Senator Chuck Edwards. So actually, at least here at home in North Carolina, the biggest difference is he's lost all of his home state support. And how critical is that going to be in a GOP primary when we look across the country, we see professional statewide? Go ahead. 
Jacuzzi has sent $3. Didn't this guy lie about crawling out of automobile accident yeah. by himself? Yeah, he did. All this guy does is lie. Yeah, he's a liar. Good he is a liar. I mean, I remember uh, Wheels of Deception. I remember because I, I didn't write, I haven't written a lot uh, since I started doing you know shows daily instead of being a writer, but I did remember writing a blog post about him. I think it was last year. Wheels of Deception. Uh, yeah, he lied about that. He's a fucking... Uh, he is a known liar, but I mean, I just, and I don't even, you know, he could be lying for sure. Um, so I don't feel any, you know, pity for him, but it is just hilarious to me that, oh, now they're mad at him when he's talked about the Coke fueled orgies. Now they're pissed off all this other shit. They didn't give a fuck. Uh, by the way, I saw your screenshot on Twitter. That was pretty, that was pretty comical. I won't acknowledge it completely though. Uh, but I did, uh, I did see the handiwork over there. Uh, it was pretty funny. Five Republicans endorse somebody, and usually that guy or woman. Uzi, what's do up? Well, is there reason to believe that the state political apparatus getting behind uh, state uh, Senator Chuck Edwards that that's going to make a big difference in in terms of potentially booting Cawthorn? Well, the real problem is that if it good. Crisis King sent $3. Cripple should name names. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, and that's kind of what some of them said. It's like, well, you should name names. Um, I mean, do do we believe him? Does I mean, honestly, that would be the one thing I might actually believe him on. But Neon Nicker did raise a good point where they just trolling the... Uh, were they just trolling this guy? I think he talks a lot of shit to his colleagues, too. Maybe they just... We're just Madison Cawthorn and just Senator Chuck Edwards. They might, you know, have a really tight or pretty close race. The problem is you've got Chuck Edwards challenging Cawthorn and then like three other candidates, some of right. whom, even though they don't have a lot of name ID, are actually well-funded. There's one candidate who put about a million dollars in the race. Um, and so the advantage might end up going to Cawthorn. He only needs 30% plus one vote to clear the primary. And because it's divided like this, um, it, it, Yeah, there's like seven people, ID. I think, running against him or some shit whether famous or infamous everyone knows who he is uh, and that may end up being to his benefit and of course the other potential thing to his benefit is that he's been a tireless defender of former president trump and yeah. is expected to be at an upcoming rally for the former president outside of raleigh uh, who else is slated to speak at that event and how much of a factor is the former president in this primary Yeah, I think that's uh, it was a notable thing when when Donald Trump announced his upcoming rally here in North Carolina and it included Madison Cawthorn. Really, the impetus for coming, uh, at least seemingly anyways, is that uh, former President Trump has also endorsed Republicans. We'll look at some war coverage, too, here in a minute, perhaps for the Senate seat in a contested primary Maybe skim through that debate. by longtime U.S. Senator Richard Burr. Uh, so Bud, in kind of a surprise move, got the endorsement of Trump uh, early on in this primary race. Ted Bud's. Uh, closest primary rival for the Republican primary is former Republican Governor Pat McCrory. And so Trump's coming here to, to try to do what he can to boost uh, Ted Budd's uh, chances in the May primary. Of course, uh, Budd has certainly increased in the polls since that endorsement from Trump, but it's also come with a lot of money from the club for growth. And when we look statewide, it's not clear that the endorsement of Donald Trump was the, the magic bullet that everyone thought it might be for Ted Budd. 
or thought it could be for Ted Budd. Uh, also in Madison Cawthorn's primary in the 11th district, you also have someone running to Cawthorn's right somewhat uh, that Cawthorn had previously endorsed when Cawthorn was going to run in a different congressional district before the North Carolina maps got redrawn. Uh, and so again, uh, it's not super clear, at least not to me anyways, uh, how much of an impact Donald Trump's uh, endorsement and support is going to have. Of course, it can't hurt. Well, and you, you, you bring up the other point, because, and that's the irony of this local matter segment. These are the things that really can matter, especially in congressional primaries. One of the factors for Cawthorn, as you alluded to, and for many He can't other, walk. That's a pretty big factor, I think. Lawmakers across the country who've had to make this calculation, depending on the shape of their congressional district, is that he actually had left the district at the start of the year to, to, to fight in a different part of the state and has now come back to his original district. And that's part of what's ticking off Republicans in his neck of the woods, right? Oh, that's what's really upset Republicans across the state. In fact, the district that he had moved into in the previous version of the North Carolina congressional maps was a district that had basically been drawn by Republican House Speaker Tim Moore, uh, that, that, that uh, Speaker Moore was going to run in. Uh, and so he comes in, kind of elbows out the speaker, uh, upsets the order of things, if you will. Uh, but even as he did that, the Republicans I were talking to told me, they said, look, if the courts order a redraw of the maps, this district's suddenly does not become Republican-friendly. And so he's going to have to go back to his current district where he's going to, you know, kind of have egg on his face. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so, so, so let's review here. You're, you're a young congressman who's alleging that your colleagues uh, have participated in uh, interesting sexual proclivities and drug use. You've ticked <laughs> off just about every <laughs> Okay, True. Also, I got a new screen put on my Pixel. I broke my Pixel screen by accident in Dallas. I was talking about the Pixel. Honestly, I ref refused to get a Google phone for the longest, but it was like the cheapest, decent Android, and that's all I wanted was just like a decent Android phone because uh, I need. I have to have at least one Android phone. Um, and so I broke the screen, and now the screen's been put on there, but I think I need to like recalibrate it or something because it's acting kind of goofy. Shout out to Pansu for taking that up there today. Republican in your state because you were messing around with a different district, came back to it, ticked off the House Speaker. You've now ticked off the two senators who are Republican, neither of them supporting you. You think that's enough to potentially knock him out, but there's still time to go, and it's 2022, and primaries have a funny way of working themselves out these days, don't they? Is this motherfucker asleep? Can you get a little pep in your yeah, step? I was about to say, he might still win despite all of right. that. Again, it's 30% plus one to clear primary in North Carolina. It's a divided field, and everyone knows his name. Right. Now, more importantly, Tar Heels play tonight. Who are you rooting for on Saturday, Duke or the Tar Heels? Uh, well, the Tar Heels came up short. I don't think uh, that's a spoiler. And our politics lead Republican for. <sighs> I don't. Let's skip ahead a little bit. Um, I think the interesting thing is that... I'm going to pull up Mike Gibbon, too, I think. The GOP is actually cracking down on him, which it should, but they didn't crack down on white supremacist types and all of that kind of thing. And I think what it speaks to is that Republican congressmen and senators are hearing from the base about what Cawthorn said. Cawthorn said, in this sort of QAnon-adjacent allegation, that <laughs> Washington, D.C. is just like the, the Netflix show House of Cards and that it's full of orgies. By the way... Check your 16, check your messages, Pants, because I was going to ask you to make me a coffee. If you can hear this, I tried to message you on the other uh, phone there. Little congressman 
um, are doing coke and having orgies. Wow. And we've both been in this town for a very long yeah. time. The mental image alone should pre- <laughs> should cause some skepticism, right? And uh, um, but the base heard. Oh this. yeah, I'm sure that doesn't go on in DC. And believed it. Does and anybody so they believe had that? To put it out. But you know, uh, Paul Gosar or Marjorie Taylor Greene speaking to white supremacists didn't arouse anger from the base, and so. Oh uh, yeah, we got to talk said, about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Apparently, she filed a complaint with the Capitol Police because Jimmy Kimmel said that Will Smith should have slapped her or something like that. Um, which honestly, I mean, <laughs> that is slight, slightly ridiculous. But um, you know, if he'd said that about. Or, or, you know, a right-wing comedian had said that about uh, Ocasio-Cortez. There would be outrage. They would be, you know, saying, arrest this guy. And there w- they wouldn't be making jokes like that, like it was silly. Um, so on one hand, yeah, it is silly, but, um, you know, I hate to do the, you know, the, the dim whataboutism, but uh, that that is true. And pressure to put it out. I think uh, uh, Alapundit, uh, who, who tweets uh, at Alapundit, said something like, um, there are only two things you can do to outrage uh, Kevin McCarthy, the House Republican leader, uh, accuse his colleagues, accuse them of, of cocaine and orgies, uh, or uh, demand accountability for, for January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's about it. Wow, and that's I mean, hilarious. It's, it's, and the, the Republicans are very, very lucky that they have the wind at their back politically. What a funny, um, what a funny You could guy. see in a different time, in a different context, where a lot of these things could really ruin their chances for the midterms. But right now... Um, I think mid, I think Kevin McCarthy is is operating purely on the assumption that uh, he has to do whatever he can that doesn't threaten him taking back power, and I, and I think he probably will. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Donald Trump, uh, North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer has basically joined uh, Donald Trump's call for Vladimir Putin to release dirt on President Biden. Just a reminder, this is not the call he did to, with Zelensky back in 2019 that right. caused the first, or 2000, whenever it was, caused the first impeachment. This is a new call, right? Uh, amazingly, in the middle of a war. Here, here's Kevin Kramer. Well, I don't know if he has dirt on Biden. If he does, he should, he should reveal it, but he is a war criminal, so I don't expect that he's right now sitting around thinking about ways that he can, um, you know, Reveal other, reveal other information. If in fact he has it, I don't, I don't know of any that he has. So I don't know what the president might be what talking about. What? I mean, I, I said this at the time. Uh, what Do- Susan Collins said, like Donald Trump had learned his lesson. Mm-hmm. What he learned was he can get away with it. Right. And now he's normalized it. You look at Kevin Kramer there. Yeah. Although I think this is going to be a huge he- headache for Kevin Kramer in the way these things are not headaches for Donald Trump because Donald Trump's behavior is priced into Donald Trump's brand in a way. And one of the things we learn is that. Uh, Donald Trump imitators tend to pay a much higher price than Donald Trump does. Um, look, I mean, look, this is one of these classic examples of, uh, you know. How does this guy still have a job? Jonah Goldberg's just been around forever. He went from Fox to CNN. Don't talk. He got a, he got a cut contract because now he's like a, he's weak in the knees. He used to be like a, you know, a rabid anti-Clinton guy. I guess now he's on Team Hillary. It's just, it's really bizarre how these people shift around. Fuck unless you're willing to remove all doubt that you're a fool kind of thing. This is a really it's a dumb, in, indefensible thing that Donald Trump said. Um, you know, peddling this sort of conspiracy theory stuff and this innuendo and saying that Putin somehow, the most important thing going on right now is for Putin to release politically helpful information for Donald Trump. Right. It's just moral, it's from a weird moral universe. Um, and the shocking thing about this is that I think Kramer thought that somehow it would be in his 
political self-interest to echo this stuff rather than just... His mother was, uh, I think, Lucianne Goldberg, right? Uh, She was a right-wing activist, I guess you might say. Let Trump get away with the stuff that he says. No, it's bizarre. And as you point out, I remember remember Marco Rubio trying to out-Trump Trump. Trump. It doesn't work. Right. Well, remember, for several... You want to see... I don't know if everybody knows this. Um... I think that was his mom. Hold on, let's see. Who his mom was somebody. I want to make sure. I don't know. I have to double check this. Uh let's see. You know, Steve Bannon and other people have tried to seed the Republican Party with a lot of mini Trump. Who was yeah, Jonah to take on Mitch McConnell, to yeah, That's right. Okay. I was just making sure. Uh, named one of the key players in the 1998 impeachment of President Clinton as it was she who controversially advised Monica Lewinsky confidant Linda Tripp to tape Monica's phone calls about their affair. The 20-hour recording became crucial to the Starr investigation, which was the Clinton impeachment investigation. Uh, Goldberg claimed that her motive was purely to expose immorality in public life. Yeah. Sure. She's still alive. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, Rick Scott, right, yeah. And and they've generally all failed because there's something about Trump's per- persona that allows him to be rude and ridiculous in ways that other politicians can't really pull off. JD yeah, it's called J6 now. Yeah, it is. DD12 sent $10. There is only <laughs> one Goldberg that matters. Please let me think. Yes! I used to think it was the coolest thing ever when he would fucking inhale that smoke. Isn't that, like, bad for your health? Remember when Goldberg would be sitting there and he would, like, inhale that sulfur? I'm just like, what is he doing? Did that take years off his life? This is the only Goldberg that matters. Goldberg, dude. Holy shit. Let's see if we can find a clip of Lucianne Goldberg. I thought she was dead, honestly. Oh, what the fuck? This is like, oh, no. Uh, Let's see. There's a lot of clips here. There, There's like a really old... Oh, back when SNL was funny, they have a clip of that too. That's for ninety eight. What? Oh, we have no K pods. Um, just make me a just make me a green tea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't have any lemon, do we? Yeah, that's cool. I forgot we used the last K-cup earlier. Uh, I'll have to show you how to do the lattes with the AeroPress. I, br- I took all that stuff down to Dallas, but I brought it back. Yeah, I'll show you. You know what? There's a video um, where it shows the maker, like the creator of AeroPress, showing you how to make a latte. Um, maybe look at that. There's a video of me showing you. I forgot I did that. Oh, I filmed it and showed you how to make one. Like, how good is the quality? Like, is it... 
Nah, just make the greens here. Just <laughs> shots of pansy there. Nah, just make fuck it. Just make the green tea. I need some green tea anyway. Maybe that'll give me like an extra five minutes of life. I think that's one of those, like in a video game, you get the green, <laughs> the green health arrows or some shit. It's like that when you. That's how I feel when I drink green tea. Like it's replenishing me a little bit. Like, oh, okay, this is the one good thing I've done today. <laughs> Good evening. I'm Colleen Marshall. No, I just want to hear from Mike Gibbons. That's all I give a fuck about. Mike Gibbons. Oh, shit. He's on, he's on a mission. Uh, Pennsylvania uh, and then Arizona. All right, Julio. Can you just move it along? All the, all the state. I, I, I think that was stolen. And that's when I can say that to you. Thank you very much. Just a reminder, the claim that Mr. Mattel has just said has been fact-checked and no evidence has been found to support it. That was a false statement, but we're moving on now to Mike Gibbons. Wow, this cunt. What the fuck? Huh? Uh, what in the hell? Also, you see that stuff floating on the screen? That's the powerchat.live slash the Ralph Retort. I don't know why. If it's floating on other people's streams, too. Um, I think it's just because they updated something tonight. Um, I'm sure that'll probably go away eventually. I'm, I mean, it doesn't really bother me that much, but a little bit. What? Yeah, boo that bitch. I was uh, Donald Trump's Ohio finance co-chair in 2016. I supported him throughout uh, both that election and the, and the 2020 election. There are problems with this election. Five million more people voted. I think the right funniest thing that I heard tonight, though, so far, Mike Gibbons, that his, his, his ad's up there, but Rand Paul showing up late and just, like, casual street clothes to vote on the and they like getting pissed at him because he held the vote open registered to vote and that's according to the u.s census bureau there's a problem we need to investigate it the january 6th commission should be investigating that instead of some false uh, accusation of, of some kind of insurrection um, recently there was a wisconsin special counsel that discovered that a great good number of nursing homes in wisconsin voted at 103% of their occupancy, and they all voted for Joe Biden. We're going to have to investigate these things. But even beyond the numbers, the fact that Hunter Biden's laptop was suppressed uh, for virtually anybody to find out, it's been uh, estimated that one out of every six voters would have changed their vote if they knew that somehow President Biden was implicated in, in some of the scandals that are outlined in that in that laptop. All right, Mike, you need to step it up a notch. We've got to have fair elections. We need to make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. And again, the claim that Mr. Gibbons just made about more ballots cast than registered voters has been fact-checked and no evidence has been found to support it. We're what the on. fuck? What is going on? Why did they let this bitch even host a debate? They're getting mad at her too, by the way. Why did they even let this cunt host the debate? Voters has been, and again, the claim that Mr. Gibbons just made about more ballots cast than registered voters has also, been. Also, she's looking rough. Can we get a little eye candy up here? Not, what in the world? This bitch looks like she's been rode hard, hung up wet. Like, this is not, I don't know, hobgoblin looking ass bitch. Can we get a little, can we spruce it up a little bit? At least if it was a, a young hottie telling me that, you know. But this is uh, this is ridiculous. 
And again, the claim that Mr. Gibbons just made about more ballots cast than registered voters has been fact-checked and no evidence has been found to support it. We're moving on. Josh Mandel. Bo! You, have you suck! Seconds, Josh Mandel. Dude, they're mad. Hold up. I want to hear the audience is really getting pissed. Registered voters has been fact-checked and no evidence has been found to support it. We're moving on. Josh Mandel. You have 90 seconds. Smash press, you have passed. I don't think we need to. <laughs> Mandel. We, we've been having these debates uh, all over the state. We've had a, a lot of candidate forums. Uh, let's give it. Dalton. All right, there so the lanes now, are pretty. How many motherfuckers are running for governor here? Uh, let's see if they argue some. Oh, there goes Mike Gibbons. I don't think questioning and trying to find a legal way of overturning the election is in any way treasonous or even slightly illegal. I think not even slightly illegal. I think every time a lawyer goes into their office every not day even to slightly. Out how to do something legally. Um, if there was a reason to overturn it, if the evidence was there, um, I've got to believe that there, there, if, if, if it was discovered that this was a faulty election, if there was evidence sitting there that apparently the courts refused to even investigate um i believe that there would have been some recourse and some possibility of of overturning that if they didn't have that legal means of doing it they wouldn't have done it um the, the idea that donald trump uh foisted some fraud on our country because he didn't actually believe that this election was stolen and therefore committed fraud is ridiculous and they're going to have a very difficult time proving that that seems to be the, the route they're going right now. So, no, I don't think that, Ginny, uh, that uh, Justice Thomas should back off at all on any decisions relating to the January 6th case. Jane Timken, 90 seconds. Uh, Justice Clarence Thomas should not recuse himself. This is an example of the Democrats putting pressure on a sitting Supreme Court justice. His wife had separate opinions than Judge Clarence Thomas. He is able to do his job and adjudicate the cases before him, and it's up to oh, yeah, Clarence you know what? I don't think... to decide whether to recuse himself or not. I don't think we've talked about that on the show, but they've been raising hell because... Clarence Thomas's wife, I guess, was involved in trying to overturn the election, and there's some text messages uh, between her and I, I think it's somebody in the White House. Uh, I don't remember, and I forget how they got out. Maybe Freedom of Information Act request or something like that. I don't think we covered that uh, on the shows. Of course, I've been, I haven't had as much time on air as I usually do uh, with all the traveling, so that might be why. Look, we saw and witnessed a Supreme Court nominee by Joe Biden unable to answer the question as to how to define a woman. It, to me, shows that she's so beholden to the woke left that she won't even answer this question. And again, this is an example of the left's attempt to erase women and allow for transgendered men to compete against women in sports. I'm going to speak out against this. As a woman and a mom of a daughter and a former college athlete, we need to stand up for women and fight for women's rights. This is an example of the Democrats attacking a Supreme Court justice, and we know why. They want to control the court. And I stood with President Trump when he appointed constitutionalists, pro-life judges to the Supreme Court, like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and Barrett, because they'll stand up for our America First policies, just like I will stand up for your America First. Wow, you sound like a warrior.
What's Pedro got to say about this? Hold on. What the Clarence Thomas? <laughs> what? See, whatever he's doing. <laughs> Is he speaking Spanish or? Let actually presidents should let him do that. What? Because uh, January 6th, whatever they're talking this about. This motherfucker can't even speak English. True Ohio. Yeah, that's. Is this Telemundo? What the fuck just happened? Neil Patel? Then he's not even... Is he, is he Latino or Indian? I don't even know. Yeah, no, I see that now. Nah, that's close enough. Whatever. It's not English. I know that. Doesn't he look like... <sighs> Neon Nicker sent $3. Is this Hispanic or Indian? <laughs> what subspecies of goblino are we dealing with here? Uh, Clarence Thomas. See, what do we he says C, though. Now, wait a minute. Now, you have 90 seconds. About the Clarence Thomas. See, whatever what? he's doing, let actually presidents should let him do that. Because uh, January 6th, whatever they're talking about. J6, sir. J6. Think. It's not going to be changed anymore now, President. Because you already, January 6th, when we pass, it's not going to be changed. President is still going to be there next four, but two more years, even whatever the left. Okay? That's what? Why now, what did he just say? I can't, I defy anybody to tell me without me playing it again what he just said. Seriously. What did Patel just say? I don't have a clue. Pedro Patel over here. January 6th, whatever they're talking about it, think it's not going to be changed anymore now, President. Because you what? I Somebody should have told you, hey, look, man, you know what? You got to step up the English a little bit before you can run for governor, or excuse me, Senate, whatever the fuck. <sighs> DD12 sent $3. <laughs> I know this Patel guy. He has called me multiple times for Windows tech support. Yeah, he sounds familiar for sure. Think about it. Think it's not going to be changed anymore now, President. Because you already, January 6th, when we pass, it's not going to be changed. The president is still going to be there next four, but two more years, even whatever the. Can't get over how Neon Nicker sent three dollars Iuda Senior. Genuity <laughs> six no bueno president. Sirs, please do the needful. <laughs> oh shit, we got that green tea. Thank you. Oh man. Oh hey, can you bring me a water too here in a little while when you get a chance? Okay, I meant to tell you that, but my mouth's dry. I still will never I don't think even after a stroke, I would talk that bad. Wally sent $3 who can make no sense and speak in broken English too? The Gandhi man. Oh, the Gandhi man can. <laughs> wow, that's the best oh I've ever heard the TTS guy give. He said, oh. All right, let's see. Let's hear the stylings of Neil Patel. When we pass, it's not going to be changing. The president is still going to be there next four, but two more years, even whatever the left. 
Okay, that's why actually, whatever actually he decide in Clarence Thomas, wow. they should put him on and just let him decide that. Okay, I want to say something else about it. On Ben Clarence Thomas appointed Thank you, sweetheart. Come here. Uh, Clinton. Can we give her a round of applause? Oh, thank you. Can we give her a round of applause for giving me such a lovely daughter. Wow, look, she's like she wasn't even pregnant, by the way. I said, what was it said? Uh, skinny bitches win again. Is that what I said last night? Yeah. <laughs> no, skinny bitches keep winning. That's what I said. There we go. Skinny bitches keep winning for sure. Thank you, sweetheart. In 92 or 93, around that area, and President Clinton appointed him. I think he's doing so, so far awesome job. And I don't want to say anything more, but thank you very much. I don't think Clarence Thomas was appointed by President Clinton, but. <laughs> okay, ho, I will give you that. I don't think Clarence Thomas was appointed by President Clinton. You're... Yeah. Yeah. That's true. She's a cunt, though. What is she doing? What kind of moderator is this? When did we, is that what people really think that we want? Like, oh, after every little thing, they're just like, oh, yeah, well, actually, you know what? I want to hear these people talk, not you, bitch. In 92 or 93, around that area, and President Clinton appointed him. I think he's doing so, so far awesome job. And I don't want to say anything more, but thank you very much. I don't think Clarence Thomas was appointed by President Clinton, but. Was he appointed by President <laughs> no? Well, let, let, let's move on. Okay. I don't. What a bitch. I wish Patel would just pimp slap this hoe. What the fuck? I want to take time away from you folks here. <laughs> Why did you even want to host this debate, bitch? Like, what the fuck? She looks like she hates her life. Like, how did this happen? By the way, all I want to hear is Patel now. We moved on. Our new, the Killstream endorsement is up in the air now. I feel like Patel is really saying some things that I'm not hearing from anybody else in Washington. Can we hear his intro? Hold up. Okay, that's an hour and four minutes in. We haven't heard his intro yet. Oh, my God. This is really unbelievable. How did they let this guy get up on the stage? Is he there? He's getting paid by somebody to siphon off votes. Like, what's going on? Like, there's no reason. Why else is he there? Neon Nicker sent $3. Imagine being the close captioning guy covering this debate while Patel is running his curry holster. WTF, would you be typing right now? You can't even follow it, dude. Like, it's it's pretty brutal. America first. Neil Patel, you're up next. I'm a Neil Patel. And I'm thankful to my parents and Almighty God to brought me in this world. And I'm really thankful to Ohioan and Mother America to give me bread, butter, and my family. What? Uh, I want this world. Thankful. I'm a Neil Patel. And I'm thankful to my parents and Almighty God to brought me in this world. And I'm really thankful too. Okay. <sighs> Somebody just I said that right before. <laughs> that came up right after there's a delay, so... As soon as I said that, I looked down at chat, and that's exactly what Cozy Leaf Groiper had just said. Uh, 
Okay. All right. Cool. I mean, I guess that's cool, but. Taiwan and Mother America to give me bread, butter, and my family. Now, my time to serve our state and our country. This is my time to serve. And. It's my time to solve. Is that what he said? How is this happening? I'm, I have not been alerted to this Patel candidacy before this evening. And so please, uh, my apologies for focusing on it so heavily. But how did they allow this man to get up on the stage and talk like he ha he's got my vote? <laughs> Imagine if he was actually governor. It would be a it would be a national security threat because we wouldn't be able to parse his statements. Something might go awry there in in Ohio. I don't. As our state and our country, now my time to serve. Our state and our country. My time to solve. Now what? Mark Newcomb sent three dollars. <laughs> I'm so grateful for the beautiful Ohio streets to sit in. <laughs> my time to serve. Our state and our country. This is my time to serve. Okay. And as you a know what? I'm starting to get, come around. Senator, as a your next senator, I said that I'd like to protect. Oh, Senator, Neon sorry. Nicker sent three dollars each. My time to save my Ohio and my country, and Ohio my TM to suff. Thank you. This is better than a BBC pigeon article. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He's running for Senate. I keep thinking it's governor. That's right. Well, even worse. Now he's going to have a, what, he's going to be commenting on foreign policy? Imagine, like, some of his comments going back to Tehran or something like that. The, the Kremlin's just sitting there reading his shit. They're like, this guy in Ohio is fucking out of control. We don't, and, he wants to be on the nuclear committee? Like, what the fuck? No. i like to protest. Thank and, you. <laughs> While he sent $3, I'm going to need his answers phrased in the form of musical dance numbers with at least 500 participants. <laughs> Secure. Thank Our you. Constitution. Thank you. She cut him off too. You know what? This is a bitch. Oh my God. Let's see if we, we got some more Patel though. Twenty twenty. Presidency election. I said it was stolen. I was exactly campaigning for President Trump across Ohio in twenty twenty. And I see actually by 11 p.m. I went to the bed, the election night. I thought the president would be winning. Next morning I wake up, everything was changed. I got surprised. You know what? He's onto something here. Not an auto sent $3. I know you get these requests all day, but is it possible to get Smiley the Fed on the kill stream? I became Smiley an instant fan of this guy when I saw him on Wooza's streams. Great energy. I feel he would be a perfect addition. Thanks for the content. 07. Um, I don't actually know that guy. I see. I just searched him. I see Smiley the Fed, Fed on YouTube. Is that him? Um, I mean, it sounds like he'd be cool to have on. Yeah. I know I say this all the time, uh, but email me. The Ralph at the Ralph com, or send me a DM on Twitter. I got to go through the request box here pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like it'd be cool to have on. Also, I need to, uh, I put out a APB for writers last month and I know I got back to a couple and a couple I didn't. Killer uh, sent $3 congrats <laughs> on the baby. Maybe one day you will return my email. Oh, Kobe. I am a big fan. Just want to help you lose weight. Obese people can lose seven to 10 pounds. They can lose a lot of weight. Yeah. I like chicken tikka masala. Very good. Very good. I like chicken tikka masala as well. 
it was very good. It is very, very good. Is that what you think this guy can make a mean batch? What's his Briani game looking like? I love Briani. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, I weighed in yesterday and I was 255.9. I talked about on air, which was almost 20 pounds down from 275. Um, but I weighed in today and I ate too good last night. It was like 256. So. Guy Mike sent $3. I would tell this guy he is fucking. He kick my dog. And I will fuck his daughters many times. <laughs> So I actually ate a Philly cheesesteak last night because Pantsu wanted a sandwich, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll get a sandwich too rather than just eating my uh, my normal fare there that I've been doing on my diet. So I was like, all right, I'll blame her. It is her that brought it up. But... Righty tighty 91 sent $3. I've been fucked up all day since I heard the massage story. What? Needless to say, I just enforced a strict rule of my wife oh. only seeing biological female masseuse. Oh, no. Poor guy had to sit there and listen to his wife say that WTF. Oh, no, you... Love you, fellow alpha dad. Oh, no, you talking about what I think you're talking about? Oh, I may just start playing this, like, every night. I don't think enough people have seen this, actually. Let's take a little break from uh, Patel Watch. I don't think everybody's seen this. Oh. If I were you, I would go out, I'd have sex. No. If I were you, I'd go out, I'd have sex with strange men, I'd have sex with basketball players, I'd have sex with Greeks, men from Greece. I'd satisfy my urges. I'd satisfy my sexual desires. So I had like so many massages with him, right? Like six or something. On like the second or third... He asks me, no, 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 no. I think it was the fourth or fifth. Cause I remember I, I had to go back to him, but only like once or twice. Cause I was like super uncomfortable. Cause he asked me, <laughs> okay. So you start face down, right? Blah, blah, blah. Massage your back, blah, blah, blah. Everything, everything. Right. And then he has you flip over, right? Totally normal. So he massages me and you know, stuff. And then he says, would you like me to massage your chest too? And I'm like, I do what? <laughs> and he's like, would you like me to massage your chest? I assume he means, because I've had several massages, like right here, right? This is the upper part of my chest. That's not what he meant. What did he mean, sweetheart? What did he mean? <laughs> so he takes off, he like pulls down my sheet and starts massaging my boobs. And I'm like... This is Nick Ricardo's wife, by the way, podcast gang gang. I don't know if that's... If you're aware of that, yeah, but uh, see that again, come again, come again. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, she looking. Do what? <laughs> and he's like, "Would you like me to massage your chest?" I assume he means because I've had several massages, like right here, right. This is the upper part of my chest. That's not what he meant. <laughs> so he takes off. He like pulls down my sheet and starts massaging my boobs. And I'm like, and of course, I'm, I feel like an idiot because I've just said yes. And I'm. I talked about this earlier, but it's bad enough that you let this happen. But how could you let her get on air and tell this story? He takes a sip from the cut goblet. <laughs> I'm too stupid to say, I'm sorry, I didn't know what you meant by may I massage your chest. So I don't stop him because I'm a, a freaking idiot. 
freaking idiot. Oh, that's why I'm sure. That's the face of a liar, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> Kobe Kayla sent three dollars to have woods tears in your house. I do do ten do. flights a couple times a day take time doing them. Hey, you dumb bitch under tits is back to Ayla's muscle. Very good, very good finger blast that tight cunt. Oh, now wait a minute. Righty tighty 91 cent $3. Oh no, it's even worse. She isn't even fuckable. I was listening and working earlier when I heard. Poor guy. Rich in some ways, but not all of them. Oh. This pay pig. With three chats in a row, I'm going to read all of them. It's part one. In By the way, watch this. He doesn't realize it until the end what he's reading. Mr. Y voice. So I had like so many uh, massages with him, right? Like six or something on the second or third. They asked, got him reading no, it. No, they no. got him reading his own demise and he doesn't even realize. How did he not realize this right away, dude? <clears throat> we need that pause shot of her as a sticker where she's lying her ass off. Where is that? Where she does her eyes, where I had to pause. I have to go back and look on air. Oh, no. Read all of them. It's part one in Mr. Y voice. So I had like so many uh, massages with him, right? Like six or something on the second or third. He asks, no, no, no. It was the fourth or fifth because I remember I had to go back to him, but only like once or twice because I was super uncomfortable. Because he asked me, so you start face down. He still doesn't know? How is it possible that he still doesn't know? I just don't, uh, I still understand how you wouldn't realize at this point. By the way, there's the, the championship trophy from the Killstream Kingpin Invitational right here in Killstream Studios. Had to switch to uh, full screen HD to show that bad boy off. He had to. Oh, she had to go back. <sighs> she had to go back. Right? Blah, blah, blah. Massage your back and everything, right? And then he has to flip you over, right? Totally normal. So he massages me, you know, and stuff. And then he says, would you like me to massage your chest too? And I'm like, what? And then he's like, would you like me to massage your chest? I assume he means because I have had several massages like right here. This is the upper part of my chest. That's not what he's he... Still... Oh, does he finally realize That's not what he meant. So he takes off, pulls down my sheet, and starts massaging my boobs. And then I'm like, dot, dot, dot. And I feel like an idiot because I just <laughs> said yes. I'm too stupid to say I'm sorry. I didn't know what you meant by may I... Massage your chest so I don't stop him because I'm a freaking idiot and I was so uncomfortable. And next time I went there, I was because I had two more. I had two more massages. He's reading the whole thing. He still doesn't know. Yes, that's right. I had two more anyway. Okay, very cute. No. Very cute. Uh, you've got the story wrong, so that's that's cool, but that's oh. fun. Oh, you got the story wrong. How did the story go again? By the way, we got some new viewers joining us late. I was just spotlighting it. I thought Nick would want me to show off some of his greatest hits here. How did the story go again? My sexual desires. So I had like so many massages with him, right? Like six or something. Mm. On like the second or third, he asks me. No, 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 no. I think it was the fourth or fifth. Because I remember. Welcome I, I new viewers. Shout out all hype. Love having him here on Cozy. We got to get him on the show soon. 
he was he was on the show years ago even like this guy all time le- I consider him a legend in the game that's how I think of all hype great guy as well uh seen him uh hanging out here and chat a little bit on my streams too uh and I got to con- I'm going to contact him very soon I think I joined his discord actually so I'm going to try to message him there him but only like once or twice because I was like super uncomfortable because he asked me okay so you start face down right blah 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 massage your back blah 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 everything everything right this is Nick Riquetta's wife by the way on air describing how she let another man sexually uh grope her and then he has you flip over right totally normal so he massages me and you know stuff and then he says would you like me to massage your chest too and I'm like do what (laughs) And he's like, would you like me to massage your chest? I assume he means, because I've had several massages, like right here, right? This is the upper part of my chest. That's not what he meant. (laughs) So he takes off. What else did he do? If this is what she's talking about on air, what else did he do? He like pulls down my sheet and starts massaging my boobs. And I'm like... And of course, I feel like an idiot because I've just said yes and I bet she said yes quite a few times. Sounds like I'm too stupid to say I'm sorry. I d- the cut goblet doth runneth over. Didn't know what you meant by may I massage your chest. So I don't stop him because I'm a freaking idiot. <laughs> that's why I'm sure that's why you, that's that's why you didn't stop. Him. <laughs> Wait, that's the wrong button. That's the wrong button. <laughs> Yeah, she's an idiot. Well, I'm an idiot. I just couldn't stop him. I mean, of course, telling him, stop, get your hands off me. Oof. This paper. Okay, now we re- we've seen this part. I don't have to hear that again. And I'm like, let's hear him where he says we got the story wrong, though. Anyway, uh, you've got the story wrong, so that's that's cool, but that's fun. Oh, we if got you, the story wrong. You don't like the show, just don't oh. watch. Oh, you got the story wrong. Rakeda, the ultimate truth teller, just spent a fucking night last night lying about me for three hours with Elijah the f***. Um, which was unbelievable, actually. Uh, spreading shit that he knows is not even true. Um, so, I mean, here's your wife on air, you know, admitting that you're a fucking cuck and you're just sitting there giggling. By the way, this video ends with him like in a dress, I believe. Uh, okay. Black guy's not buying it. Yeah. So we've got, uh, next Jay Jifsef says been a long while since I catch one of your streams starting to hate retail. Keep having coworkers quitting and been working six days a week mm. past couple months with nine plus hours. Listen every- to his voice is completely out of it. I don't know how it is out here, Nick. The chat's just yeah, rushing right. them. I'll just skip because yeah. we get the what? idea. Two lanes. Oh, uh, quesadillas that just do. There's a the chat yeah. still roasting. Oh yeah, that's how he ends the stream. Yeah. There's Rikada. <laughs> we showed this uh, earlier, but uh, on the tequila sunrise. But that really is. That really is some kind of uh, some kind of troll you pulled off there, Nick. I have to say, you really are. You really are a master of comedy. I never would have. Uh, <clears throat> I never would have expected such a uh, 
It looks pretty natural to you, though. Is that method acting you get involved with there? I'm not, it's just a bit. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> eh, just a little bit. No big deal. He's just playing around. <clears throat> These people... <laughs> it's right there in your face, dude. I don't know what to say. They put on dresses. They suck microphones off on air. They talk about their wife getting cucked. Or getting cucked by their wife, excuse me. They talk about all this shit. It's like, I don't even, I don't know. What a, what a, what a commentary. What an ace commentary on, on Twitter. I had actually had one of his fans tell me, they're like, oh, he's just doing a commentary on Twitch thoughts. I was like, oh, okay, wow. Espit says, now I see why Rakeda and Elijah became quick friends. Yep, fast friends. <clears throat> anyway, we might start playing that once a week. I don't feel like that's got enough attention. It is pretty bad. Oh, he just sits there and chuckles along too. Oh, chucklehead. A little chuckle. <laughs> we do a little chuckling. Now, what else do we have? I didn't even plan. Oh, yeah, we were still doing. Hold on. Let's go back to Patel. Honestly, we can't skip that. My God. And then we. What do you think, Patel? What do you think, Patel, about uh, Nick Ricada's wife cucking him live on air? What do you think about that? Hold on. Let's get his take after the super chat. Nick Ricado lost and $3. I think you've got the story wrong, bud. That's why I took a sip out of my drink as my wife admitted to getting groped. Accident BTW. <laughs> yeah, what part of the story do we have wrong? I still didn't. He said, oh, I think you got the story wrong. That was a direct quote. Those were her direct words. So which part of the story was wrong, Nick? Did anybody think about that? That was just a recitation of her fucking words on his stream. What part of the story was wrong? Did she tell you something else? Or you were like, I I'm not, uh, I'm not quite understanding here. What's going on? Mr. Ricada, Ricada at law, stay at home lawyer. Uh, it's not really, it's not really making sense here, buddy. It was verbatim what she said. Shyster, which part was wrong? Shame you didn't come out and Blaze Studios. Actually, I forgot about this, so I probably wouldn't have asked you about it, to be honest, but I won't forget about it now. Uh, she went back to the masseuse, too. What did he really do to her in that masseuse's room? Masseuse's, what, table? I bet you, <laughs> I could imagine, I could imagine what, what went down there. Election, I said it was too long. Samir Dikshit sent $3. I was the one doing the groping. I claimed those bobs and wagene for the glory of India. <laughs> I was exactly campaigning for President Trump across Ohio in 2020. And I see actually. Oh, you like that Godzilla shirt? Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I went to the bed the election night. I thought the president would be winning. Next morning I wake up, everything was changed. I got surprised. I said, my God. And then we stole slowly but surely finding out even uh, like Georgia, 100,000, 90,000 people voted even not even ballot. Some of them totally across the United States, almost uh, I can say more than 300,000 registered voters than ballot 
cast out. What? That's exactly, I got heartbreaking. I thought, what's going on with this election fraud across the... <laughs> Ohio, Virginia, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. uh, Pennsylvania, uh, and then Arizona, all the, all the state. I, I, I think that was a story. Uh. That's when I can say that to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for saying that. I don't really know what you said still, but I you know, appreciate you chiming in. All right, let's see the second half. This guy, hopefully he surged in the polls after this because... I feel like he's got the answers. Have we seen this part yet? Just say something else about it. On Ben Clarence Thomas appointed by President Clinton. No, we did see that one because I remember fuckface over here got pissed off. You know what? I wouldn't vote for her for governor. That's for damn sure. Neon Nicker sent $3. I like where he's going, but I'm sorry. I'm not on Das Standing. Mosh Devit. <laughs> Thank you, Vaddy Mac. <laughs> AF Ohio Patriots sent $3. We don't have that many Indians in Ohio. I didn't really think you did, honestly. <laughs> I still have very little clue what this guy's trying to say at all. And I'm trying to give him a fair shake here. I like where, you know what? I like his, I like his spirit though. Native style. He also strikes me as a native stock Ohioan. So political questions, the fake news. That we want to make sure actually tax cut, you know, put it on. We need tax cut. Glad he's focused on the important things. Yeah, you know what? We need tax cuts. Tax cut. Yes, yeah, the tax cut. <laughs> that we want to make sure actually tax cut, you know, put it on with the investment <laughs> and. You know, put it on, please. Just put on the tax cuts. Can we do that? Foreign investment as well as from our state. Bring it from outside. And we do the tax cut. When we got the revenue increase, tax cuts should be okay <laughs> because we got the revenue coming up. Same time. Wow. You know what? This guy just fucking completely. It's a supply side guy. He really supply side guy. He <laughs> Supply side guy. That's really easy to say. As well as from our state, bring it from outside. And we do the tax cut. When we got the revenue increase, tax cut <laughs> should be okay because we got the revenue coming up. Same time. We By the way, if you're joining us a little bit later on in the show, it came from another stream. This guy's running for Senate on the GOP side in Ohio. And we actually stumbled on him while I was, I was catching, you know, laughing at another candidate's announcer, actually. And we found this guy. Neon Nicker sent three dollars. Yes, my friend. We will doing the needful and doing tax cut promptly. Thank you. Tax cut promptly. Sure, we have extra ordinary security for our state and the country. Okay. Wow, that was actually I almost Joe, understood Joe, that. Joe sent three dollars. Hop glop moobly boobly. <laughs> a chicken in every curry and a shit on every street. Thank you very much. Wow, it's funny because when you put them together, it kind of does sound like this guy. And. Uh, uh, that was a sentence, though, that I almost understood, actually. Brainwreck sent $3. Ralph likes the cut of his jibbity-bibbity. For sure. Talking about... Look at that big, giant American. I mean, this guy's American. Through and through. Look at that American flag pin there on his lapel. I mean, that thing's huge. I think it's even, like, glittery. It has something shiny on it, right? Like, we want to make the small government. We want to make the more jobs in our state and country. 
and everybody's talking about fighting, fighting, war. We are not fighting in when we go to Washington, D.C. We're going to actually negotiate. As I, I'm going to be a negotiator. We want to negotiate with our other senators. We don't want to fight and do the fighting like war. We are going to the war in Ukraine or something like that. That's what I believe in. We want uh, AF Ohio Patriots sent $3. The swamp in Ohio is pretty bad. It's why Joe Blystone is so important. I know two Indians in my entire county. Like 80% white for now. He ain't no Ohio. <laughs> Now, I think he's anti-Ukraine intervention. Is that what I got out of that, by the way? Did anybody else catch that? It sounded like he was against that. I'm going to be a negotiator. We want to negotiate with us. He's a good negotiator. Why don't we send his ass over there to fucking Ukraine? We're going to actually negotiate. As I, I'm going to be a negotiator. We want to negotiate with our other senators. We don't want to fight. We're fighting like war. We are going Neon Nicker sent $3 veiled. I'm sold. How do we get him to take dump on the Senate floor? He's pro-Putin. I think he is. ...to the war in Ukraine or something like that. That's actually my belief in. We want to negotiate a better job, better, better, better economy, better tax cut and everything. Imagine being in the building for this guy. And you're sitting in the audience and you're just like, somebody got to tell this guy. It's like the tranny swimmer or whatever. I was talking about this with Bryson Gray. And honestly, the whole, oh, you know what? Just call him a female or just do this or that. It's, it's gotten to the point now where they're out there taking gold medals. Uh, and shit like that. And it's like, it's all because nobody just said, yeah, you know what? Nah, you, you can't do that. Um, you can play dress up or do whatever you want over here, but actually, no, you can't. We're not going to call you a female. We're not going to let you compete for this. We're not going to let you do that. It's almost like, I mean, this guy can't even speak English. Am I being too harsh chat? Like, I don't know. That was one of his better segments though, I guess. Maybe he just needs a little more exposure. I don't know. Maybe, am I being too harsh? Thank you. Thank you. You think you beat the fuck out of a tranny? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, how does he, how's he even running? Like, should one of his advisors be like, hey, look, we need, we really need to work on the English thing, the English language thing. And then we'll go from there. But that needs to be like one of our top priorities, being able to speak coherently and uh, communicate with the audience at all, because um, it's bad enough sitting here. Listen, imagine being in the building for this. Like, I probably would start laughing. Like, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could contain it, honestly. Like, it's that bad. It's not. I don't know. It's like he's it's like a comedian or some shit. It's like <laughs> it's like he's a. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, act or some shit, and like nobody else knows he's uh, he's in on the joke so, or some shit. You. That will return Ohio to what thank we you. were like under the Trump administration. Thank you, Neil Patel. Ninety seconds. And they don't even have that bitch filled up. Well, that's a decent crowd, I guess. But President Trump, I, I don't think so he's going to endorse anyone, and I, I don't think so I'm going to get even endorsement from him as well. Okay. I don't know. You're selling yourself short, Patel. I like him. He, his policy is very good. His first America I couldn't policy. help but laugh during this guy's speech. I swear. I think I would lose my shit. Because they're actually taking him seriously. There's no way he's serious at all. Like Anonymous sent $3. What do Joe Biden and Russian models have in common? They both like Putin in their pants. <laughs> Clifford. Clifford sent $10. It's everywhere. To grow the Republican Party, we need to be dynamic. 
who need surgical precision. My name is Dr. Matt Rostami. I'm an eye surgeon. My platform is to grow the Republican Party by reaching out to independents, minorities, and the oh. youth by leading on issues like health care, yeah, not identity work. politics. But to do that, we need candidates with no baggage, not like Angela Paxton, who introduced Senate Bill 860 to legalize the crimes of her husband, Ken Paxton. Join me in the Republican primary and help me keep Texas red. Keep Texas red. Wait, what? who is this guy? What did he say he wanted to do again? Hold on. Leaning on... Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We got to show that again. I haven't seen this yet. It's two months old. Yeah, that sounds like a real winning strategy. Hold on. What is that? To grow the Republican Party, we need to be dynamic. Oh, he's a doctor. And he plays pool with his... Doctor's coat on. Uh oh. We need surgical precision. My name is Dr. Matt Rostami. I'm an eye surgeon. Jacuzzi sent three dollars. I think Spencer is right that the looming threat of a world war juxtaposed to the tranny slash gay rights bullshit will pull us back into a more conservative thought process. I had buyer's remorse after voting for Trump 2021. But what's better? Short term. Well, that's the thing. I mean. And I think Trump pretty much knows that, too. What's the alternative? You're going to vote for Kamala or Biden or whoever the fuck they prop up there? Um, that's kind of the the major problem here. And we both know, we all know both parties suck. I mean, I'm, except for, like, the partisans, I guess, the real partisans or whatever. But I think most average people would tell you that, yeah, both parties kind of suck, right? Like, there hasn't been any... Our country is in a bad place, dude. I mean, I don't think... Even whatever side you're coming from, I think most people think that, right? Like, I don't, that's not really a controversial statement. We need tax cuts. That's what, <laughs> that's what we need. To grow the Republican Party, we need to be dynamic. We need surgical precision. My name is Dr. Matt Rostami. I'm an eye surgeon. My platform is to grow the Republican Party by reaching out to independents, minorities, and the youth. Oh, wow. That's going to. That's gonna that's gonna do well. By leading on issues like healthcare, not identity politics, but to do that, we need candidates with no baggage, not like Angela Paxton, who introduced Senate Bill 860 to legalize the crimes of her husband, Ken Paxton. Join me in the Republican prime. <laughs> so he has this positive message, and it just ends with like a complete fucking hit. And President Trump actually endorsed anyone; they're going to get stronger support. But I think Matt Dolan says that he don't have any vote in Ohio. What? Think, uh, but he got a lot of influence. In Fuck, Ohio. I was understanding you for like 10 straight seconds, which was an all-time record, Neil, and then you blew it. As a, you know, Neil Patel, I don't think so. I'm going to get an endorsement, but... That's your name, yeah. We're going to win this election. I can say that we're going to win this election. I promise you, when we go to the Washington, D.C., we're going to make sure every conservative, we work with that, everybody, and we want to make sure I can negotiate as a negotiator with other side... In, uh, in, in silent. That's what? how I'm going to say that. Thank you very much. Mark McKee. I don't seconds. want you negotiating for us. I think endorsements are ridiculous. <laughs> well, thank you, Mark Pukita. Look at this guy. <laughs> think about it. Someone goes and gets well, some... Why is an endorsement ridiculous? I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. What do you mean? Why are they... I think endorsements are ridiculous. I mean, it sounds kind of normal. Like, oh, I like this guy. Why don't you vote for him? 
Sounds like you haven't got any endorsements. Maybe that's the problem. I think endorsements are ridiculous. <laughs> think about it. Someone goes and gets someone to tell you who to vote for. And most of the time they're out of state. What do they know about Ohio politics and Ohio problems? I say if you don't have policy, you go that is what he should say. I've though. got a 21-point policy plan. That's what you should say it's if you document. don't get the endorsement. That's exactly what you should say, by the way. Minutes since October of 2021. You can go to my website. What do Mark- these out-of-state guys know about fucking Ohio? An actual born and bred Ohioan here. They don't know us. Don't let those out-of-state jackals tell you what to do. It's been documented since October of 2021. You can go to my website, mark4ohio.com. No, wait, mark4ohio.com. So mark4ohio.com. You can just say, I guess you do need to say that, but it just sounds weird. Flash policy, and you can see it. Nobody else here, up here has anything like that. That is my commitment to you. That's how I will think, negotiate, vote, and legislate. And if I don't, you're allowed to come and bring one of our nifty wooden bats, find me, and beat me about the head and neck with it. It's very, very simple stuff. Take a look at it. But it's not easy to implement because not only do we fight socialist Democrats and deep state and big tech, we're fighting our own party who are abjectly corrupt, especially here in Ohio. Now, I want to talk about Matt's uh, claims. He says, I balance the budget. Well, that has to be done by law in Ohio. And he talks about. So it doesn't sound like a very big accomplishment then, does it? Protecting conservative values. He voted against stand your ground in the heartbeat bill. How the heck is that conservative? Wow. Pukita stock rising. Pukita coin through the roof. You have a, an opportunity for a rebuttal there, Mr. Dolan. So the, the last seconds. budget, the Ohio Republican Party called it the most conservative budget. Who is this schlub? In Ohio history. Because we did cut your taxes. But, Mark, what do you want to cut? Do you want to cut the money that we gave to the crisis pregnancy center? Do you, pill now myself. do you want to cut the money that we gave to the police? Yeah. Do you like the idea that parents have the ability to choose for themselves what schools you want to go to? Do you want to cut that money? You know, he does because- seem a little drunk, doesn't he? Ohio has a law that says you have to balance your budget. It just doesn't happen. You've got to make difficult decisions, and you make strategic cuts. You make strategic investments to make Ohio stronger. Thank you. I'd save four if, billion dollars I, by not thank paying you. Intel to come here. Thank so you. Oh, you're right. That is the Dolan. Yeah, AF Ohio yeah. Patriot sent three dollars. So wait, if this guy doesn't do what I say, I can beat him over the head with a bat. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll do it ahead of time. Big Cree fans, his son of the owner of the Cleveland Indians. LOL. Yeah, you know what? I didn't realize that, but yeah, Dolan. And I don't know if you know this, but Dolan family, his what is it? His cousin owns the New York Knicks. I think it's his cousin. Jim Dolan owns the New York Knicks and Madison Square Garden itself as well. We have to move on. We're running short of time. Yeah, they changed the name to the Guardians. Which Chaos sucks. Acolyte sent $3. Fuck it. Ohio. Send Haji to the Washington. I have one final question for all of you. Oh, uh, no. We only want to hear from Mr. Patel. I don't think I've had enough of you bombs. Where's my guy? Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. And said, Matt, you are Thank the you. nicest, meanest guy I've ever dealt with. <laughs> Thank you. It can be done. Thank you. Neil Patel, 30 seconds. I'm the only candidate get endorsement from Almighty God. 
<laughs> what the fuck just happened? Holy shit! Look at his face after he said it. <laughs> You're not the only candidate to get an endorsement. The endorsement from Almighty God. <laughs> he was waiting to say that. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, he raises an interesting point. I didn't realize God had endorsed him, though, but I mean, now that I have that information, I have to reevaluate my comments here tonight. Oh, 30 seconds. I'm the only candidate get endorsement from Almighty God. <laughs> that is the best endorsement I got. That is a pretty good one. It's hard to beat, I think. And I can sense that. <laughs> She's like got an uncomfortable laugh going. Like, uh. <laughs> Holy shit. <sighs> Patel coin soaring right now. You know what? I wish I would have got in. It was like at the Dogecoin <laughs> original levels. Oh, boy, I could have been a billionaire. Neil Patel, 30 seconds. I'm the only candidate get endorsement from Almighty God. That is the best endorsement I got. By the way, people are waiting for the punchline. He's, he's smiling, but, like, he's serious. Like, he's like, no, I got endorsed by God, dude. Sorry. And I can say that. Look, he's serious, though. Like, he doesn't. He has a smile. And he kind of laughs, but he's like, he's not. He's not joking. I'm the only candidate visited more than eight, all 88 counties more than twice. And I'm the only candidate have petition signatures. What in the fuck is he saying? I'm really trying, Neil. I can't fucking understand you, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> Iverson says Indians give zero fucks. Nibba just learned English yesterday. Now he's running for Congress. I can say that I'm the only candidate visited more than eight, all eight uh, counties more than twice. And I'm the only candidate have petition signatures submitted by me, circulated by me and Almighty God together. More than <laughs> me and God got these fucking signatures, bitch. Together. What in the world? And I can say that I'm the only candidate visited more than eight, all 88 counties more than twice. And I'm the only candidate have petition signatures submitted by me, circulated by me and Almighty God together. You know what? I, you might be right. Gordon Lon says Killstream should do a press release endorsing Patel. Maybe we would. Maybe we should do that. Along with God, this will join. We'll be the only other person to endorse him, but... With Killstream and God on his side, I don't think he has much chance of losing this nomination. More than 2,500 signatures in each and every county's cover. Okay? And Get that's this guy on the show. Oh, my God. We got to. I wonder if he would come on. Made it. Thank you. Thank you. He just stopped. He was in mid-thought, and he was about to say something, and then he just stopped. Giga, are you listening to this? Fucking contact this guy. Let's get him on the show. Okay. And that's made it. Thank you. Thank you. You'll all be relieved to know that concludes the questioning portion of the debate. We have a few minutes now left for closing remarks. Oh, good. I was glad. Oh, wait. I think it's going to start off with him. Okay. 
Now let's hear this closing. He's put. I'm Neil Patel. Yeah. I'm asking you for your medical. <laughs> vote. It's vote. I'm asking you for your vote. <sighs> Patel for AFPAC 4. That would be fucking lit. Neil Patel, I'm asking you for your vote. Method election vote for okay. your Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. You know what? You know what? That was, he got it out, kind of. I mean, the syntax was insane, but okay. I hope my life motto is faith, freedom, and service. Faith, Faith in God, freedom service. And I'd like to work with and negotiate solution with the ambassador, the trade ministers, U.S. government, government officials. They, I have worked with multiple international companies. I, I can't, do we understand what he's saying? I kind of understand. He's worked with a lot of people, right? To get the job done and create a job for Ohio and West Virginia. I'm involved in Sister City International and other organizations too. I'm a small businessman. Small businessman, I created over 1,000 jobs in Ohio, and I'm a common man with a common sense, working with everybody. I employed over 1,000 employees. Now I want to serve, will serve our state and our country. God bless you all. God bless America. Mike Gibbons, 60 seconds for your close. I guess that was slightly improved. Let's see if there's any more for this guy. I want to get him on the show now. I think we can put him over the top. Oh, look, he doesn't even come up at all when you Google him. I still think he's, he must be working with one of these other campaigns, right? He has no chance to win. <clears throat> so I see him listed, but it's just a bunch of videos about other people. Oh, wait. Here goes an interview. Yes, that's Welcome to Ask the Politician. My name is Kevin Many. I'm talking to as many U.S. Senate candidates as possible for this upcoming primary and general election in 2022. I created this channel to hopefully give you a different perspective of the right, we candidates so that you can make a more informed subscribing to my channel video on your own. Ask the politician of the channel. For all Republican right into today's conversation. Ask the politician. Ask the politician is the channel. I just don't need to hear that. All right, Neil. Welcome to Ask the Politician. How you doing today? Okay. Uh, all right. Excellent today. God wake us up in the morning. That means beautiful day. All right. Hey, I appreciate you coming on to the channel, and thank you for okay. again for taking the time to talk uh, with us today. Uh, Do you know this guy? Ohio, Patri Ohio Patriot sent three dollars. He doesn't stand a chance, honestly. Yeah. Outside the cities in Ohio, non-whites are not popular at all, <laughs> especially if you can only understand three words in the whole debate. Racism wins again. Yeah. By the way, what did he just say with this intro? Did you guys? Yes, God woke me up for another day. That's great. Welcome to Ask the Politician. How you doing today? Okay. Uh, all right. Excellent today. God wake us up in the morning. That's been a beautiful day. All right. Hey, I appreciate you coming on to the channel, and thank you for again for taking the time to uh, talk with us today. Uh, first and foremost, as I start out with Let's all look these up his website, I would like to know who it is you are and why are you running for the next U.S. Senator of Ohio? Okay, uh, my name is Neil Patel. You know, I came to, you know, legally in our country here. <laughs> and I've been here like more than 40 years in the United States. I started my first job was actually in Chicago. 
uh, and in Chicago, actually from Chicago, I started my business as a, I was a video distributor and from, and I worked for the Dunkin' Donald for a while and moved to Ohio in 1985 in Columbus right. City and bought a full Dunkin' Donald business. Four lo- this guy owned the Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts. Birdie Bird sent $10. I meet him in person at Joe Blystone event. This is hilarious. He told him that Joe Manchin would be his best friend in Congress. Give him call though at 6,144,957,677. Call him live on air. I can't call him live on air. That would be impolite. <clears throat> Maybe I should text him. You shouldn't have sent it on air. Well, somebody will text him. We don't even know if that's his number, by the way. What in the world? Birdie bird. (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts respecter sent $3 based. Oh, well, you never know what's going to happen on the kill stream. That damn shirt. Oh, my God. Why, Birdie? Why are you doing that? (sighs) (sighs) Isolationist, get out of here. I've seen you talking shit all night. Man, that idiot. Never mind, I'll do it myself. He's like, whatever happens, I don't scare. It's not about being scared, you idiot. What's somebody going to do if you call him up? Nothing. It's about getting him on the show, like, legitimately, and not just prank calling people on air, although that is funny. I'm not, like, downing that completely. That's why, you dumbass. Why the fuck would I be scared? Player one sent $5 if he changes up his intro to I'm Neil Patel, bitch. Probably boost his numbers. I mean, maybe I should. I don't know. I'll think about it. Let's play this for a minute. Probably, he's probably got 100 calls already, too. I don't know. Location in Columbus area, Dunkin' Donuts. And with the Dunkin' Donuts, I stay with the Dunkin' Donuts. It's a little both. late. It's like 11.15. I don't know. I don't think it's... I think it's inappropriate to just... I would be kind of pissed if somebody was on air and just called me up. Like, hey. But maybe I'll send him a text or something. I'm sure plenty of people will. Until 93, 94, we sold the Dunkin' Donuts. And I entered in the hospitality business. And we bought the hotel in West Virginia, Parkersburg, West Virginia, from hotel to right now. I mean, I own a couple of urgent care too. What? You know, urgent care. And okay. I'm a finance, myself as a professionally, I'm a financial advisor. Okay. And I got married in 1990, right in Columbus, Ohio, with my wife. She, uh, you know, got from England to here. Actually, I went to the England, got engaged. Well. <sighs> Who would try to import a wife from the subcontinent over here from England via that route? That sounds like something. Who would ever get an idea like that? 
Let's continue. With her, and we did the reception, writing Columbus, Ohio. Okay. After that, you know, we have four beautiful children, right in Westerville, wherever we live. I've been living, this is why we make our home at the Westerville, Ohio. My all four children. Nah, it's an Indian check. AF brother. Ohio Patriots sent $3. I live in a town of 5,000. He's definitely not one of the two Indians I know that exist. Ohio is very Christian, so saying he is God's endorsement was the right thing to say. Yeah. Joe Blystone 2022. BTW Columbus is a shithole now. Used to be a nice big city. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I you know, uh, for him, why not just say you're endorsed by God? It sounds like some Blues Brothers shit, though. Uh, that's for governor, right, Joe Blystone? Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about him before. I think that was you that was ha had me brought him, bring him up, right? Maybe we'll play some of his stuff here in a minute. MTMD says, say butter. Oh, that's a throwback, sir. That is a throwback. All right, let's continue. Children born in Westerville, Santan Hospital. Okay, my oldest daughter. Right now, she's a 30, and she's a doctor. Awesome. Okay, she, she's a naturopath MD. She got a Bicester University from San Diego. My, then after that, we have twin daughter. One of them twins, right now, corporate lawyer and immigration lawyer. And my second twin daughter finds somebody what came from India to here, you know, and... Uh, so y'all been bringing more and more Indians into this... <laughs> His family itself brought like 1,500 Indians. They got the soulmate somehow. They got fall in love. But the boy don't want to move to here, our country here. That's why my daughter now got married and live in India, in Mumbai. Okay? Right. And my youngest boy, he is right now living in Columbus too. We are the happy family exactly with every, my four children got excellent education with that. That's why my goal to get I bet they Ohio can speak better English. I hope proper education. If they got anywhere in the world, they don't have to worry about for the job. You know, and that is my goal to be want to get every Ohio. Let's see. There's chapters to this shit. First Amendment. Why are you running? Who's funding you? Okay, let's see. From everybody. And I tell them on online, somebody, they can pay $5, $10, $20, $50, whatever they want to pay. That's where we are getting fundraising. No, actually, money from the, uh, what do you call it? AF Ohio Patriots sent $3. Yeah, it was me that brought Joe yeah, Blaston up. He's on a mission from God. I'll play something from him before I'm done with all this Ohio stuff. We kind of just got off. I didn't know about this guy, dude. I don't know. I don't guess you knew about him either. This guy, I would have been showing his shit before now. Uh, what, what is that called? Lobbying. No, no lobbying. No. Yeah. Yep. I, I guess that's where I get the, so I talked to, you know, dozens of different people. To By the way, he's got, <laughs> no, dude, is this true? Oh man. Fucking somebody on Twitter just showed me his. He was running for treasurer of Ohio as a Democrat, Democratic candidate for Ohio treasurer. Neil for Ohio, his sight's down now. Oh, no. He used to be a Democrat. What made him switch parties? In 2018? Formulate all my questions. And one of the most common questions I get and, and that voters want to know is, where Wait do you get the funding for your campaign? And and I guess the, the frustration What's comes going from on, big guy? Hold on. What happened here? Maybe he got red-pilled. What happened? What's he run for? 
Oh, look. Wait, hold on. Let's see. Uh, it's a Democratic primary election. Election for Ohio Senate. State Senate. See, he was on the ballot as a Democrat 2014 for State Senate. He actually got 39,000 votes. How the fuck could you vote for this guy? What in the fuck? So he got beat by the same woman twice. Kavi Kayla Clown sent $3 Indian Pusite taste great and very tight. Great squirters, Kavi is a race mixer. Shout out to my Christ cucks. Look forward to Mr. Rabbi Green coming on. Thank you, Kobe. I guess he changed parties. Let's see. Um, let's see. I don't really see... An explanation about why he changed parties, though. Um, people that are getting hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars for their campaign, y- you kind of sit there as a voter and you sit there and go, well, you got to almost answer to someone that gives you that much money. There's usually a price for that. Okay. Neon Nicker sent $3. The Dems kicked him out for being a white supremacist. <laughs> usually <laughs> something is behind that. Uh, so it, it's just something out of curiosity. I think a lot of people have, and, and they want to know where you're getting the money from. So I appreciate you answering that. Listen, I got a lot of questions that we're going to dive into. Yeah, do the first amendment one. Website up I'll over skip here. through. I don't got to watch uh, the whole But thing. first and foremost, I always like to kick it off with the first amendment. And, and I like to get your perspective on the first amendment rights. And, and I think I like a lot kick of the questions that, that were, that came from this stem from social media and and, and uh, them censoring some of the First Amendment, uh, I guess, uh, uh, controls that they have on. Lord Miles Rutledge returns tomorrow night on the kill stream. Don't miss it. People, uh, what are your views on the First Amendment rights and, and what would you do as a U.S. senator to help protect this? First Amendment exactly come from the free speech, free talk and everything like that. Freedom of power. You know, uh, and all this actually, as a First Amendment, all the rights come from the guard, not from the government. How is this guy a Democrat anyway? Like, what is the fuck? That is the bottom line. Because every rights, whatever we are getting it, is from the guard. Almighty God give us all the rights. Yeah, right now, First Amendment, freedom of the speech, you know, freedom of the talk and freedom of the religious, everything come from the First Amendment. And that is, I'm for the, you know, are that stronger on that, and I'm going to be stronger protecting as a senator. When it's come to the start time like that, I'm going to 100% protect that rights. First Amendment, because every they want to make sure every rights come from the guard. Good, fine, perfect. Uh, next thing I have, and next topic I have is about the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, you, you you see different things that are going on, and and in in the world today, what. What are your views for the Second Amendment, and what would you do to help protect this for uh, not only Ohioans, but for the nation in general? That's right. Okay, Second Amendment is uh, like, you know, we should have better to arm, you know, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly Second Amendment. I'm standing stronger. I've been a long-time member with the NRA, all mm-hmm. right? What? And I, I'm, I was just, I'm a small farmer. 
You know that? No, I didn't know that. I, was, so I, just, sold, I just sold my 50-acre farm in a month of uh, last year on April, um, June. Okay, and I'm tied to another farm. My sister, they are a farmer in California too. They have walnut farm. See, I grow here, like soybean, you know, wheat and corn, you know, but now I sold that farm because uh, one another company, they want to buy from me 50-acre farm. We sold it to them, okay? And I tied to another farm right here in Science Center, Ohio too, okay? Because I... I'm, and when I was born in India, I'm a small farmer to my parents, my grandfather, my generation. Actually, yeah. Patel's name is a farmer. Last name Patel is yeah. anybody, if you're talking to any Patel, we are originally the farmer. Okay. And that is, I know that we have to protect the Second Amendment 100%. Great. Well, we're going to dive in. Small voice, I'm talking about the Second Amendment. All right. Now, let's see. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Because I can't really understand him anyway, but I think he got the idea. Let's hear what he says about COVID, though. I do want to hear that. Ah, uh, is he going to skip? What the Perfect. fuck? Okay. Uh, next topic I have is COVID-19. Uh, we talk a lot about COVID-19. What's that have to do with guns? Yeah, I don't know. He just rolled into that. Specifically now, it is becoming another more predominant here in Ohio, where we just called the National Guard a couple of weeks ago uh, to come in to help out. What are your views on COVID-19 and what should we do as Ohioans moving forward? Yeah, COVID, go. Kavi Killer Clown sent $3. A donut farmer car a donut sweat doing motherfucker and I shit on toilet motherfucker not in the street. Not in the street? Come on! Okay, uh, you know, they're talking about vaccine. I Sir, tell you please. earlier, my daughter, she is a naturopath MD, you know, holistic doctor. She's okay? a holistic doctor. She don't okay. believe in that. That's so not... vaccines should be taking care of everybody, you know, uh... because if we eat the proper food and if you got the stronger immune system, COVID won't touch you. But this is, you know, our opinion. But if somebody want to take the vaccine, that their choice, we don't want to put the mandatory. If, if you like, you know, if you want to put the vaccine, yeah, this is your choice. That's I'm, I'm for that. Okay. But we don't okay. want to put the mandatory, oh, you have to take the vaccine and all. Thank you. That is, the, that is the way I'm working with everybody and who, who don't like it. Some places I go and says, no, nearly how to wear the mask. Like I'm, I'm flying to, from here to Chicago or San Antonio. What? I got to put the mask. I'm not denying them. I say, yeah, that's fine. That's the rules for your airline. I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that. That's a, that's, we have to put the choice for the people. Perfect. So no mandates. <laughs> no mandates. Wow, he's he's pretty based. Now let's hear that again. Hold on, this is the last part. Some places I go and says no, nearly how to wear the mask. Like I'm I'm flying to from here to Chicago or San Antonio. I got to put the mask. I'm not denying them. I say yeah, that's fine. That's the rules for. A one bird man sent three dollars. I just commented really? picture on your most recent tweet of him throwing up the America First salute. Wow. Oh shit! There you, dude. What the? Your airline? I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that. That's a, that's we have to put the choice for the people. Perfect. So no mandates. No mandates. No. You got it. All right. Wow. Right, okay. Next topic I have. This is guy's got a red pill as fuck, didn't uh, he? What do you believe should be done with our health <laughs> healthcare system? Is it good the way it is Let's now? Let's go. What, what can we do to help improve on it? <laughs> the system is on the federal government right now, Medicare and Supplemental B. 
Holy she lost up the employee. Cannot afford even supplemental B, $147. Damn, this guy's probably watching Nick tonight, isn't he? Employee working with us. Do we think he's he's probably a fucking griper? Is this is that what red-pilled him? Right around 2018, he started watching America First? Something happened to this guy. How did he go from Democrat candidate to Republican candidate and just, like, completely flip the script? Her name is Pam. She working with our... Right around the 2018, too? Maybe started getting in around the Groiper War, Tom, 2019. What happened to this guy? I don't know. Since 30, 33 years night right now, okay? He probably watched every night. Okay. He, he talks he, about flying to Chicago? Wait, did you hear that? He mentioned he mentioned flying to Chicago specifically, didn't he? What the? I'm 68. And I said, Pam, why don't you get retired and stay home? She said, Neil Steele, I have to pay my supplemental B, $147 a month, where I'm getting that. Actually, we should, you know, instead of giving the foreign aid from our country and supporting the... AF Ohio Patriot sent $3. I don't buy him being a farmer for one second, <laughs> 50 acres, and he grows three different crops. That isn't enough land. And he changed parties because Dems don't win in Ohio. Or either that or, you know, he was massively influenced by America First and Nicholas J. Fuentes. I don't know. It could be either one. But All the refugees from worldwide, we should take care of our family first, you know. Mm-hmm. And that is the, my view. Because if you don't take care of our family, just like you, you should take care, as God said, you should take care of you and your family first, then, then like neighbor, then township, then a county, then state, and the country. Then we have access. We can help other people. I don't mind helping them, but we should take care of our own people first. That is my view. So do you think... I mean, that's my view too. I think that the the government should be more involved with this, uh, with healthcare, or should this be left up to the private sector to help uh, with healthcare? The healthcare should be the private sector. Healthcare should be the private sector. But see, like, I'm talking after retirement. I was talking about the Medicare... After yeah. retirement, government take care of the Medicare and Medic, you know, uh, what do you call supplemental B and all that, right? Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. But healthcare, actually, we don't want the Obamacare or anything like that. We should have <laughs> private sector work better. All right, we'll watch the last five minutes, and I'll figure out something else for the last, uh, last half of the show. Last little, whatever, I mean, not half, but last 30 minutes or so. What are we going to do? I don't know. I just stumbled upon this. Sometimes some of the funniest shit is just random guy we just happen to hear this guy or not hear him <laughs> not understand him during the debate and now it's like how deep does it go what the fuck we got to get him on the show if possible i'm gonna try to because whatever you like you can choose your company you know that private sector is better than the government involved in healthcare okay perfect the last topic that i have for you i labeled it in your opinion and the only reason why i labeled that because i have no idea where else to put these questions in my interview uh, but uh, the the common question that I get from a lot of different people is, you know, when talking about taxes and things like that and people that want to increase the taxes, uh, some of the people that I talk to get frustrated because they don't see what the government does better than the private sector. So if I'm paying more in taxes, taxes they want to see the government doing better things than what the private sector they believe can be done. So in your opinion... What does the government do better than the private sector? Yeah, no, government should not involve with the business. 
that is my opinion. The reason I say is, you know, we had actually uh, like court is called. Uh, if you are a king of what? this area, you should not involve the in a in a business, because whoever the actually government look at the a government handle one area, United States Postal Services. Do you think they are losing money? You know that, and everybody knows that. That's why if government actually enter in more businesses, they're going to lose more money, because government should not involve in the businesses. That is my opinion. All right. Uh, if you were to get elected as the U.S. senator. Uh, is it too much to ask for you to run the government more like a business or to, you know, I, I guess the, the question that I get King a lot Hussell. of is, you know, we, we pass all these spending thing, spending bills and things like that, and people don't even read the bills. They just decline them based on their party lines or whatever it may be. And I feel like the country is very divided at this point, and we don't even read what the other side puts out. Uh, in in your opinion, is it too much for us to hold you accountable, like running this like a business, where you want to read every bill that comes across your table and vote on it before declining it? Is that too much to ask? Yeah, I mean, they're never going to do that. I know we always... <laughs> I think, actually, see, if whatever the bills comes up right now, okay, yeah. and uh, they just got the bill called Islamophobia, 5665. Yeah, this guy's not on Patel. He's not vibing with Patel as easily. HR bill just recently was there in last year. Yes. Okay. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> you don't know that bill. Don't patronize Patel, fucker. You don't know what bill he's talking about, clearly. They just got the bill called Islamophobia, 5665. HR bill was just laughing. recently was there. In last year, yes. Okay. Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, that, that actually uh, sponsored by Ilhan Omar. Okay. That bill, actually, without reading on party line, they should not vote. That is my opinion. If you are a congressman or if you are a senator, you should make sure your staff read and actually briefing to you what is this bill for. Okay. Before you approve that and before you vote for that, I don't care, Republican or Democrat, either way, you don't want to go on party line without proper reading the bill. That is my opinion. All right. We will hold you accountable for that. <sighs> Thank you, Patel. What he says, his doctor was a holistic. Um, holistic. His daughter was a holistic doctor. Okay. Uh What do we have here and suggest stories? Also, join the Gilded server if you're not in there already. I'm finally going to be home for a while, I think. So I'm going to focus on doing some team building shit like that. I need to also talk to these people about possibly getting my own chat set up. I just haven't been able to yet. Uh, let's see. Did we play this earlier? I don't think we did. On Tequila Sunrise? But one of the one of the wonderful no, or did we? No, I don't think so. Uh, doctors we have here is a specialist in obstetrics and gynecology. He runs a fertility clinic, and he showed that. And, and obviously, people who come to fertility clinics have, have difficulty getting mm. getting uh, pregnant. Oh, Louis so C.K. We haven't talked about that. He says that his data. By the way, Pansu was vehemently anti-vax uh, as far as that goes. Uh, you know the COVID vaccine. 
um, and was like worried that they were going to try to slip it to her and was like determined to make sure that didn't happen because she had seen a lot of stories about miscarriages and, you know, problems with the baby because of that. So. But the rest of the world corresponds with the rest of the world that about 13% of women, pregnant women have miscarriages. That's sad, but that's the reality mm. of people in fertility clinics. He said, yeah. with vaccinated women, it goes up to 50%. And with vaccinated women in the first trimester, the first trimester of vaccinated, if they were vaccinated in the first trimester, 75% miscarriage. These are facts. The fuck? Hold on, wait, what? He says that his data correlates with the rest of the world, corresponds with the rest of the world, that about 13% of women, pregnant women have miscarriages. That's sad, but that's the reality mm. of people in fertility clinics. He said, yeah. with vaccinated women, it goes up to 50%. And with vaccinated women in the first trimester, the first trimester of vaccinate, if they were vaccinated in the first trimester, 75% miscarriage. These are facts that are just being ignored. And he, he's got to come up with a way now of getting them out into the public domain. <laughs> medicine. God. AF Ohio Patriots sent $10. Let's go. Let's go. By insisting he accept their lies as real. What the? By insisting he was. There's all kinds of videos on YouTube about this. By dictating exactly what he might feel. What the? By permitting haughty joy, but never pride. lion could be brought to heal that a lion could from his courage be pride that the lion himself would learn to kneel that a lion would not care even if his lion died that the lion let me play the rest of that I've seen that before, but it's been a while. Oh, it's lower over here for some reason. The lion himself would learn to kneel. That a lion would not care, even if his lion died. That the lion himself would accept such a deal. In the end, was only to themselves they had lied, 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 lied. Oh, shout out for the Nick raid. I just now saw that. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't know that was going to happen. There's no America first tonight, apparently. I just saw that. Well, I was actually going to wrap up, but maybe I'll go a little bit longer now. <laughs> I saw some people saying Nick Ray, and I was like, what? Then I went to Telegram, and I saw the head council. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, now where were we? Oh, yeah, Louis C.K. 
Kay won a Grammy for his 2020 comedy special in which he joked about the sexual misconduct revelations against him. Sincerely, Louis C.K., the disgraced comedian's first special since 2017. The disgraced comedian. I kind of want to hear the surfs whine about it. The same year he acknowledged several accusations of sexual misconduct that were made against him, was nominated for the 2022 ceremony alongside Lavelle Crawford, Chelsea Handler, Louis Black, Nate Bargatze, and Kevin Hart. In the special, CK addresses the allegations, including the experience of going out in public after they came to light. Back in 2017, during the early days of the Me Too movement, at least five women made allegations against the comedian, including charges that CK masturbated in front of them and fellow comedians but wait he asked them first though the controversy resulted in him losing multiple tv and film deals after studios and networks including fx netflix and universal pictures cut ties with him ck admitted to the allegations which were first published he in the new york first. times in a statement writing these stories are true ck made multiple comeback attempts in 2018 with performances at the comedy cellar though they were met with protests and backlash in august he won the grammy on sunday in case for like best comedy album Zero apology. Did any of you notice this? Based. Why would he apologize? Especially people on the left, which is a little bit unusual. And two, I did want to explore and just get on the record a little bit of what is going on. Man, just shut the can you just go to the story? Louis C.K. yesterday at the Grammys, a completely worthless award show that no one cares about in terms of its weight. And okay, well, what? Veracity. Uh... Okay, what? then why are you even bitching about it? The best comedy album uh, at the the the, uh, the Grammys, and you know, I obviously uh, made a, a tweet right away where I was like, you know, I, I had the meme from Loki where it's like nothing has consequences, um, kind of idea, and a lot of people were really mad. They were upset at me, and they and it wasn't people from the right. Uh, the people who were identifying as lefties came out and said, "Hey, by the way." Uh, Lance, uh, you should be in favor of rehabilitative justice. Why? Why is it that after all the work that Louis has done, writing his this wrong is the surfs guy? I think I don't know. I actually thought the surfs were more than one person uh, for the longest, but I think it's just the one person, right? I don't fucking know. That uh, that you would still think that it's not okay for him uh, to continue to make millions of dollars via his career and then uh, collect a whole bunch of awards for his incredible accomplishments. And uh, I I was a little taken aback by all this. It was it was confusing to me. I'll tell you why. It's degenerate, but he did ask. Yeah, I mean, come on. Take a little step back in history and take out. He asked, take, and then he went to town. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Take a look at what Louis C.K. had done. When the premiere of Louis C.K.'s new film, I Love You, Daddy, was abruptly canceled hours before it was set to begin, the distribution company said... Oh, my God. I don't know if I can do this. <sighs> ...without people's consent. I have been remorseful for my actions, so I, I feel bad. That's definitely not an apology, though. I've been remorseful for my actions. Mm, that is a little... And I've tried to learn from them and run from them. Now I'm aware to the extent of the impact of my actions. I learned yesterday the extent of which I left these women who admired me feeling badly about themselves and cautious around other men who would never put them in that position. I also took full advantage of the fact that I was wildly admired in my and their community, which disabled them from sharing their story and brought up. Oh my God. I don't even know. I wanted to like watch this 
as a joke to see him spurred, but it's not even funny. Like, he's not even... It's just him being boring as fuck. In question. Like, uh, the like ignore the fact that some people, when they're put into a situation that they're extremely uncomfortable with, they, they experience fight or flight, right? Uh, or freeze. Like, some people will suddenly just be like, what the fuck is happening? Because it's not something they'd ever been prepared to process. And then all of a sudden, they're just frozen there. And then afterwards, it's like, well, why didn't you run away? Why didn't you? Why didn't you I'm about to run away from this video because I can't. I can't do that anymore. I will do this, though. Columbia Bugle. Pedro Gonzalez is one of the smartest Tucker Carlson. journalists in this country. He joins us now to assess this trend. Pedro, thanks so much what trend? for coming on. I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it seems like the Republicans who spend the least amount of time even trying to represent their voters are in the strongest Republican states. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true, and it's a real problem, and it raises a lot of important questions. And I think Spencer Cox's case is very illustrative of this relationship between woke capital and progressive ideology. You know, what explains the bizarre behavior of guys like Cox and Romney who consistently side with the people who want to sexualize our children, these yeah. so-called groomers? Well, <laughs> like you pointed out, it actually tends to pay pretty well. For example, Cox's financial disclosures from last year show that Zion's Bain Corporation is his biggest corporate donor. Zion has a friendly relationship with Troy Williams, the executive director of Equality Utah, an LGBT advocacy organization. Now, Williams thinks, and he's right, that with the help of woke capital, states like Utah, regardless of the will of the constituents there, will eventually come into alignment with LGBT ideology just as a matter of... Neon, go. Neon Nicker sent $3 do an early life check. I bet you'll find a lot of groomers have a similar background. No. Of the amount of money and influence that these corporations have. Last year... Williams received a $600,000 donation from tech billionaire Jeff Green, the richest man from Utah, on the same day that Green announced his resignation from the LDS church. Williams calls these, uh, these types of donations tithing because even the secular cannot escape religion, right? And of course, Cox has warmly welcomed the influence of woke capital in his state. But Regardless of motive, whether it's idealism or cynicism, it's important to remember that when guys like Cox and Mitt Romney get their way, families lose. Because these people are siding with those who would prey upon our children. Families do tend to lose down. whenever Mitt Romney gets involved and fucking pilfers their pension funds. And, you know, oh, God, this guy. He's literally like the worst of the worst. Built his wealth of buying these small companies, oftentimes loading them with debt through consulting fees and the like, and basically paid himself and his compatriots out to wreck companies and completely just ruin them while he sucked out everything of worth from their balance sheet and moved on to the next. Romney is an actual American scumbag uh, and just like one of the worst people in American public life. I mean, there's no other way around it. To critical race theory or their sexualization. And ultimately, this grassroots battle for our kids is a war for the future. 
Well, that's exactly right. And I just, really quick, is there, I mean, are there any Republican governors, maybe apart from DeSantis, who just look at the polls once in a while and say, you know, what do my voters want me to do? They put me here to do something. What is it? And that's knowable. He's like the American scumbag. He's not the, like, just the uh, (laughs) archetype here of, like, the scumbag. I think of Mitt Romney. Like, that's literally what I think about. It doesn't seem that hard to us. No, not a fan. It does seem to be extremely difficult for most people. Never have been a fan. They don't do Always anything. thought he was the f- biggest fraud walking, period. Mitt Romney is a fucking phony bitch, and he always has been. He'll say anything. Like, this guy is just. Unless you basically push them in that direction, unless you hold their feet And it's not like Trump. You know, Trump kind of says anything sometimes, too, but it's Trumpian, right? He's just always talking a lot. She's a shit talker. Whereas Romney is like you know, calculated and trying to be manipulative and will change any position on a dime and has no fucking morals at all. Vampires is a good way to put them. Yeah, exactly. Has no like compunction about anything he's saying. No real belief. I don't feel like, I don't know. It's just, I just don't like him at all. It really cannot be stressed enough that Republicans are not your friends at critical moments, yes. at pivotal junctures, they will stab you in the back like Spencer Cock tried to do. But thankfully, Utah True. seems like one of these rare examples where there is a large, a growing contingency of Republican lawmakers who are at least proceeding from the understanding that I need to do what my constituents yes. want me to do in order for me to, to fulfill my role in office. Not a lot of Republicans are getting that message, and that is why grassroots the parents' rights movements, the movement to protect our children, they need to understand that, yes, Democrats are crazy and kooky and, and bad and all that, but the reason that you seem to be spinning your wheels all the time is because the GOP is stabbing you in the back. It's certainly noticeable. Pedro Gonzalez, thank you for that summary. Appreciate it. All right. Now, thank this you. I just saw was because we didn't really. Oh, shit. Hold on. Resize the video there. We haven't really talked about the war much today. Let me try to reset. Apparently, this is some atrocities committed by Ukraine. It says they appear to show Ukrainian troops killing captured Russian soldiers. Al Jazeera. Oh, no. Verified video. Well, that can't be real. Oh, wait, an old clip of Jada? Magaru sent $10, Mitt Romney is a bitch. Couldn't agree more. A big bitch. Mitt Romney the big bitch. Oh, dude, this is Jada fucking with Will from years ago. Holy shit. This looks like it might be bad. I like this one. A couple good cussing in tonight, actually. This is hard. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, that's pretty hard. I might actually sign off the show with that as the bonus track tonight.
Let me make sure I got that pulled up for after. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. Okay, I got it saved. All right. Yeah, I like that. Go ahead, Cooper. QOO percent ten dollars saking of bad. Buy for the funniest clip I've seen in a while. Clip. Well, now wait, hold on. Um, I'll have to pull it up. Did you send it? Let's see. Oh, it doesn't have the clip, Cooper. It just has your your comment. So if you did send a clip, it's not in there. If you post it in chat, I could grab it like that. Shout out to Cooper, by the way. Shout out to him. Big supporter. Great guy. Oh, A soldier walks up and shoots him. Oh, fuck. Damn. Won't hear from him no more. Fuck. Damn. Uh, he does stop moving after that, I guess. I think that's against the Geneva Convention. Oh, fuck. He's had tied behind his back. So this is just pure execution-style murder. I mean, you heard that gurgling? That's the blood in his throat. Oh. Oh, that's what that sound is. No, I don't think this is fake. Those are Russians lying on the ground murdered. Oh, this is a village near Buka. Oh, the place where they said, oh, is that right? That's the place they said the Russians committed war crimes and atrocities. Wow. Imagine that. No way. Oh, it's like they were compl telling a completely bullshit story. I never would have imagined that. See? That's what I just said. Yep, that's this where the... Is the first time we've seen footage that's been verified by Western media of Russian uh, soldiers being killed by allegedly Ukrainian forces. Now, we also heard from the Russian Defense Ministry on uh, Wednesday who said that they have um, heard of accounts by Russian soldiers of uh, torture at the hands of uh, Ukrainian forces, and they are urging the international aid organizations to get involved to investigate Investigate the accusations. Let's see. Ukrainian flag patches and blue armbands. Now I got a little Azov action, do we? Slava Ukraine! You guys probably shouldn't have posted that one. Ukrainian ambush. We're not expecting snap reaction from Ukrainian authorities. They're going to have to take a look at this because the Ukrainian authorities, oh, their yeah, narrative sure has take... been very simple. This... I'm sure they'll take a long look. The Russians are occupying the land. It's the Russians that are committing war crimes. It's the Russians that are committing atrocities. Our forces are just defending themselves. 
unofficially of supporters of the war the overwhelming narrative that coming is coming out is that this is a war and those were uniformed soldiers shooting other uniformed soldiers whereas the russians have been shooting and killing civilians let's see what al jazeera saying live actually oh wow what are they covering le pen no no i want to talk about the war asshole what the fuck uh, here's a dissident from Russia. Okay, you know what? Can you just get the fucker out here? It comes to those discoveries. Uh, I, uh, you know, I cannot compare one to another, but I think... I'll look for some the, other clips in the war, too. I just happened to see that pop up while I was looking for war news. Be not the last. That's uh, the first time I've seen the, that. The uh, whole uh, logic of this uh, war... Uh, Russian forces, they are facing the situation when every single house, uh, every single person, uh, all Ukrainians, they resist. And many of them resist with their arms. So obviously uh, they are in the situation of totally besieged. Oh, the uh, Will Smith thing. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. I haven't seen that. Holy shit. By the way, Cooper, I don't know if you put that link. Uh, I'll look on Odyssey chat. Where is Cooper? If you put that link in there or on a cozy chat. Oh, Spicy said he's in the green room on Gilded. I could try to do that again. I'm still trying to learn that bitch. Uh, let's see. Okay. I don't see anybody in there right now, though. You know Esther Perel is coming to the table. She's going to be at the red table. Would you say she has been instrumental in you and I redefining our relationship? I would say don't just start filming me without asking me. Oh, my goodness. If you could film Esther, me. come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, no, she, yeah, because she, don't just... Would you say that she helped... Damn, Will, what the fuck, man? He looked like he was about to cry. What is wrong with this dude? Come help us again, please. I'm still dealing with foolishness. Don't. No, no, she, yeah, because she, don't just. Would you say that she helped us heal the hurts that we caused to be one another? My social media presence is my bread and butter, okay? So you can't just use me for social media and not, you know, don't just start rolling. I'm standing in my house. Don't just start rolling. Please watch a stare at the red table because she's helped us a lot, can't you? Damn, bitch, doll. People on that Ricada grind. <laughs> who uh, are yeah, it has Ricada vibes for sure. Bleating on the civilians, and uh, uh, we will see. Yeah, more. I know. Remember how badass Will was when you were a kid? Yeah, at least when I was a kid, I saw somebody say that in chat. Oh my god, some of you are a little bit younger, but. Yeah, he was like one of the coolest people ever. He's just like, oh, Will Smith is like the coolest guy. Unfortunately, I am 100% sure of this. I still love Fresh Prince, though. From what you're saying, uh, do you think that it's more uh, random crimes due to panic, fear, or as the Ukrainian authorities have said, or the U.S. and Europe have said, this is a deliberate policy and those are war crimes? 
And these are war crimes. These are atrocities uh, which uh, have no excuse, that's for sure. Yeah. The question uh, is that some people suggest that uh, they were for Oh, look, Putin's spokesman, that's what I want to hear. Good evening. It is an act of aggression condemned as a barbaric attack on an independent democratic country. Cities have been bombarded, towns devastated, and countless lives have been lost. And now... Growing evidence of war crimes is emerging. Evidence dismissed by Russia as a sham. Tonight, in his first British broadcast oh, interview like since the war actually. began, I speak to the man who does much of the talking for Vladimir Putin, his spokesman, Dmitry Peskov. He joins me live from his office in Moscow. And thank you very much for being with us. First of all... Um, do you accept that the first weeks of this in... Go ahead. HTTPS colon slash slash u dot b slash EFMGVSJDW sent $3. Totally not the link from Cooper as the name. Invasion have not gone according to plan for President Putin. Well, first of all, I would rather disagree with your qualification of what is going on. You didn't mention uh, the, the, the qualification of special military operation. And you didn't say a word about the yep. reasons for the special military operation. Uh, you, because it's a war, isn't it? It's not a special military operation. It is a full-scale, illegal war. It's a very serious operation uh, with, with uh, uh, quite heavy consequences. Yes. Uh, I would, I would like to start to start with the reason of this operation, actually. It's very important to, to remind you. Uh, 2014, this is the year when the legal history of uh, Ukraine was changed during uh, an illegal coup. And after that, Ukraine has started to become uh, an anti-Russian center. Everything that, that occurred in Ukraine was aimed against our country. And uh, during the last couple of decades, actually, we were concerned about our security. NATO, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, started to move towards our body, uh, our boundaries. Yeah. This is all undeniable, by the way. And we were, we were really nervous about that. But, but, Ukraine, but Ukraine, let's be honest about this. Ukraine posed yes. no threat to Russia, and NATO is a defensive organization that also poses no threat to Russia. And just my point at the beginning was that you have retreated. The reason I said it's not going to plan is you've retreated from the capital. President Zelensky is still in power. You've lost thousands of troops. You've lost six generals, uh, hundreds of tanks and other equipment. It's, it's a humiliation, really, isn't it? Sketch on sure. No, no. It's a wrong understanding of what is going on. But what, what is uh, wrong about what I've just said? Well, nearly everything. You've lost thousands of troops. Yeah, let's go through it. You've lost thousands of troops. About everything. How many troops have you lost? We have, we have, we have significant losses of troops, and it's 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 a huge tragedy for us. Now, about two regions, Kiev and the Chernigov regions. So, actually, the troops were really withdrawn from that region as an act of a goodwill during the negotiations between two delegations, Russian and Ukrainian delegation. And it, wanted, it was an act of a goodwill just to, um, uh, to 
uh, well, to, to, to lift tension from those regions and in order to show that Russia is really ready to create comfortable conditions for continuation of negotiations. Yeah, but it's just not true, is it? Because you continued, if it was, if it was a, a measure of goodwill, why then did you continue to bombard Mariupol in the way that you have to devastate that city? If you really wanted to facilitate peace talks, you would have had a ceasefire. But you carried on bombarding Mariupol and shelling Kharkiv and other places. So it's, it's not really true, is it? If you let me, I'll try to explain. Well, Maybe we'll let you. That would be nice. People's Republic. You know, we recognize them as an independent state, and actually, the premier goal of the operation was to uh, was to, to 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 assist those people of two people's republics that were suffering for eight years from heavy shelling from Ukrainian military people. And by the way, during those eight years, no one would. Uh, would uh, mention that, uh, would mention those atrocities. No, no, one way that Europe, no one in Great Britain. Even if it was true, that doesn't justify a full-scale evasion, invasion, does it? I mean, let's keep this in proportion. I mean, it, it, are you determined, let you, you mentioned Mariupol is part of, it's part of Ukraine. Are you determined to take Mariupol, whatever the human cost, whatever the cost in civilian life? Mariupol is going to be uh, liberated from uh, nationalistic battalions. And uh, we hope it will happen sooner than later. So liberation, you describe it as liberation. So the pounding of Mariupol, the pounding of civilian buildings, the pounding of a hospital, that's liberation, is it? Well, hospital, hospital was a fake. Hospital was a fake and... Uh, uh, we have very serious reasons to believe that it was a fake, and we insist on that. This is number one. Number two. Well, unfortunately, just say, you, you did say that one of the, 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 the famous photograph, or infamous photograph, of a woman on a stretcher, which you said was an, she, you said she was an actor. She turned out a doctor told us later and to have died. Stay. She told us to have, she died. So let's not talk about that. I mean, how many civilians? What? Let me ask you this. How many civilians do you think have died in Ukraine so far? I don't want to operate any figures that are not confirmed or double confirmed. Uh, we, have, we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful in pronouncing any figures because we're living in a, uh, during a days of, of fakes, fakes and lies well, let, that let, we... Let me tell you this. Let me, every day. Let me tell you this. So your UN, UN ambassador has said there are no credible reports of civilian casualties. And as regards Butcher, according to your Hello, Ministry Smoke. of Defense... What are you doing, buddy? Third, and Smoke just came in here. What are you doing, buddy? Hello, Smoke. You can't see him. Hello, Smoke. Come here. Come here. Jump up here. Come here, smoke. We'll see. I might try to get him up here. And I quote, not a single local resident. He just jump right up here. Has I always have shit on my desk. ...from any violent action while Russia was in control. I mean, do you really expect the world to believe that? We insist on that. We insist on that, and we insist that the whole situation, the situation is butcher, 
is a well-staged uh, insinuation, nothing else. So let me just show you. And, uh, those poor people, those poor people, and we're seeing dead bodies there. Yeah. And those dead bodies there were not victim of Russian military personnel. You see, this is astonishing for you to talk like this. Let me just show you this satellite image from uh, Bucha on the outskirts of Kiev. And this is an image taken on the 28th of February. Uh, we have geolocated it to Yabolanska Street in Bucha before Russia had control of the area. It's a normal-looking street. Let's compare it to an image of the exact same location on the 19th of March, just a couple of days after Russia had taken control of the area. And now you see the shadows, bodies strewn uh, along the street. And we know they are bodies yeah, we know, from we know this those video. Cozy, the cozy cat himself. There he is. Good boy. Good boy. He was happy. I've been home for more than one day, one or two days in a row. <laughs> No, but we know their bodies from this video released, I'm showing now, on social media on the 1st of April, which we've geolocated. What about the Russians we just saw gunned down in cold blood? Are we going to talk about that at all? Or? As well. We have blurred the bodies yeah. for viewers. And you can see this body is in the same place as the one seen in the satellite image. The body hasn't moved. The car drives along further. You can see stops at two more bodies, again matching the position of the ones in that satellite image. And so it continues with everybody on the street. And you maintain that all this was staged. You're talking about a fake. This shows that dead yeah. bodies appeared while you control the area. Russian troops killed those people, didn't they? If you have another 20 or to 30 minutes, I will explain step by step why it all fakes. If you have this additional time, let's go on. I will tell you. Yeah, well, you, you, you're saying uh, it's fake, so there's not much point going on. But we've verified it. We've geolocated it. We've got the dates yes. from the satellite well, imagery. Well, we, we know pretty well. We know pretty well the company that uh, that has supplied international community with these satellite pictures. This is Maxar company that is in a, in, a, in a very tight cooperation with Pentagon with the Pentagon. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to know, and it would probably be uh, uh, interesting to know that uh, they don't have actually exact dates on their on their uh, footage, on their satellite images. So it's it's impossible to to allocate a, an exact date of uh, those satellite pictures. Okay, let's have a and look at this. Insist, okay. We still insist that those pictures were made after. Russian troops were withdrawn. You know what? I believe you. Okay. Well, what about this one then? 100%. Our team has also verified this next video to early March in the same area of Bucha. And here we see a woman with a bike named today as Irina Filkina. She about to just get blown off of Walking along uh, Yabolanska Street when Russian troops were in control. Around the corner is an armored vehicle identified by our team as a Russian military vehicle. So the Russians are there. You can see the vehicle fire, a shot which creates a plume of smoke exactly where Irina was standing with her bike. Now, but after how, the, how after, let me finish, if I could just finish, yeah. Ms. Perth, sorry. After the Russians yeah. had withdrawn, this video, geolocated to the exact same spot, showed Irina lying dead Press T to on trust the Peskov. ground. So there can be no real doubt Surely that this 
shows Russian troops killing a civilian. Yeah. It's right there I'll on, on film. I'd appreciate if you could be more specific. I'd appreciate if you could be more specific. How could you exactly identify she had a Russian gun. tank or whatever? What was standing? Yeah. Why, why do you think it was Russian? Okay, well, I think we... We got a still that shows the Russian tower. You can see, if you look at that, you can see the V marking clearly on the side. Yeah, but there. those it, are not the tanks that, that, that were shooting. That suggests that different positions. They are they are the exact same uh, armored vehicles that were on that street. I mean, look, we've we've no, verified what, we're it, we've what you're showing right now. What you're showing right now are not the exact tank that was shooting. Let's, you have to be very careful. Yeah, you also, be- you know what Espit pointed out in the chat? What is she doing just rolling her, riding her bike through while the tanks are showing through? I mean, maybe she had no choice or whatever, but... Be very so, careful in what you are showing, just not to repeat exactly things. exactly the same armored vehicle. I mean, so you deny that that happened. You're denying it's happened, and you're saying it's being faked, basically. It's some sort of conspiracy. Is that right? We deny that Russian military... Uh, can have something in common with these atrocities and with dead bodies that were shown on the streets of Butcher. So let's just be clear here. What you are saying to the world, what you're saying to Ukrainians, what you're saying to, let's face it, the relatives of those victims that we've just seen there, and what you're saying to Russians, your own people, is that this is fabricated, it is fake, and that it's some sort of huge conspiracy a propaganda stunt i mean do you listen to this guy just going do you realize how grotesque that sounds well it's not a conspiracy actually it's a bold fake it's a bold fake and we've been speaking about that for a couple of days but no one would listen to us we've been presenting very detailed explanations on very various internet resources. If you're interested in that, we'll provide you with those internet resources. But, but to say it's a fake, it, you're suggesting it's a conspiracy between satellite imagery companies, between Ukrainians, between all the Western media. I mean, you're, you're suggesting it is a conspiracy. It's exactly what you're saying. Well, of course, it can, it can be a play of fakes. Oh, by the way, follow the channel here on Cozy. If you haven't already, same on Odyssey, but especially on Cozy, because we're very close to 2,500 followers here. Followers here, so don't forget. Can be a play of lies. Okay. You can attach any any date to a picture uh, that was made through satellite. Okay. And well, then, what about? Well, we have to we have to doubt sometimes. I mean, you cannot no. be without any investigation. So, but you doubt all you the time. You cannot be I mean, so sure. Okay. Or blaming and everything. Oh, you should watch me flipping out on CWC. Yeah, that fucking rat. I talked about him earlier on Tequila Sunrise. Never been anything but like straight up with that guy. He snaked on friends of mine. Snaked on America First, and I still was like, all right, just let it go, basically. Uh, and then of course, you know. You know what? You you always get you know what a snake's gonna do, right? Uh, and so he eventually got around to snaking on me as well. Just a really dishonorable guy, uh, and possibly a federal agent, as I mentioned earlier. But uh, definitely dishonorable uh, for sure. That's guaranteed. On Russia. Well, let me put this to you then. Human Rights Watch, uh, the organization, they've already documented uh, documented hundreds of apparent war crimes. And these include 
I've got it here, repeated rape of a woman in front of her child after her husband was killed. Other cases of rape, two cases of summary execution, one of six men, uh, the other of one man, other cases of torture, unlawful violence, threats against civilians. I've got the dates, I've got the uh, witness statements, we can go through it if you want, but these are documented Yeah, go through it, fucker. ...with witness evidence, and corroborated, by the way, today, by Amnesty International. Oh, yeah. And we've, and we've yet to discover what's happening in Mariupol. Do, I mean, don't you see it's just preposterous to sort of issue a blanket denial of all these things? It should all be very thoroughly uh, investigated. I agree with you. But at the same time, uh, we have uh, even the bigger amount of... Uh, uh, of uh, eyewitnesses and people who took part in the in these various situations in in Mariupol in in why Bucha, won't you just admit that- to every bad thing about your <laughs> why won't you just throw your country under the bus and go I mean what if other, like- other towns of, of Ukraine there were uh, uh, there were why don't you admit to every bullshit fucking false flag we have here for the, you why I mean those nationalistic battalion. Uh, battalion military military people torturing people, not letting them leave the town, not letting them uh, uh, go out of the town, flee the town. So we we, we also have this uh, eyewitnesses. So- go ahead, Neon. Neon Nicker sent three dollars. Look how many claims all the different Zio media outlets are making, boy. How could they all be fake? How could they fake this? By the way, I still got that link from Cooper. Uh, that I'm going to play too. Where is that? I'm reminding myself. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat is itchy today. Oh, holy shit. Oh, boy. This looks like a spicy one. No. Black man exposes Jewish merchants behind slave ships. Uh-oh. On Mon- Montel used to be based. I used to watch Montel every day. Do you know he used to? Kamala Harris used to be his girlfriend, which I actually didn't know until the other day. You know what? I'll play it after this. I do want to see the rest of this interview, though, because this is pretty good. So, I mean, but, you, but you don't, you don't want to listen to them. No, to those but we do. That we clip do. sounds based, though. We will play it. Oh shit! This afternoon, about claims of uh, Ukrainian uh, war. I've I never seen that clip. To so. the chief prosecutor of Ukraine on this program the other day, and she said that all all war crimes would be investigated and all the evidence would be passed on to the International Criminal Court. The difference, the we difference are, is one... We are interested. The, we are interested in investigating everything. But the difference and we, is... We also, collect, we also collect evidence and proofs for crimes that were committed by nationalistic battalions. But the difference is one of scale, but it is also that they are agreeing to investigate you are saying it is not true it is a fake before you've even investigated well we have to say that it's not true because we're hearing that everything is blamed on russia and we 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 completely disagree with that right that's what i'm saying that's basically what's my point a minute ago it's like okay why won't you just that's what he's trying to beat him into it's like why won't you just blame russia for everything and say you're evil i would suggest a humble suggest to you uh suggestion if you make a story about crimes in ukraine and if you speak to ukrainian prosecutor general 
Why don't you speak to Russian prosecutor general yeah. to, to make an objective picture, to present two sides? We'd love to do that. Okay. We will do oh, that. Yeah. Let's just suppose then sure. that you are, you know, you what seem you really are eager to do that. is right, and that you have not, your troops have not committed these crimes. Will you, presumably then, you will happily cooperate with the International Criminal Court. If you're not guilty of any of these things, presumably you will cooperate with the International Criminal Court. Even if you don't recognize that court. We do not support and we do not recognize International Criminal Court and we're not the, the only country in the world who are doing that. So uh, this is number one. And we are interested in uh, really independent and then the objective investigation of all the crimes. But we want just to, to we we want to understand what could be the format of such an investigation. Because we we have a bitter experience of international investigations, like with the uh with the grounded Korean aircraft uh international investigation, and we were not and we were not let into that investigation. So we cannot consider it to be objective. So so there are other special tribunals that you could cooperate with. My, my only point is that if you haven't done this, then why don't you just cooperate with the tribunals or the international criminals? Just cooperate court. with the kangaroo court. Well, yeah. We're not speaking any tribunals. We don't kangaroo know court seething. about the existence of tribunals. And I repeat, we do not recognize international court. Neither does the U.S., by the way, but go ahead. Neon Nick has sent $3 if you have nothing to hide. Go on, right, yeah. you'll let your enemies put you yeah. on a show trial in a kangaroo court. Yeah. You're not guilty, what's, are you, Goy? What's the big deal? Come on, let us judge you, Rub's hands. What's the big deal? Yeah, I get... Oh, boy. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? <clears throat> yeah, it's no big deal. Let me, let me put this to you. You deny responsibility then quite clearly. What you can't deny is that civilians, many civilians, including yes, women well, and children, well, have back. died as a result of this onslaught. And they would be alive today had you not invaded Ukraine. I think it's 142 children so far. You, you yourself have children. You have a young daughter. When you see the images, how... How does it make you feel? How do you sleep at night? It's not about my sleep at night, actually. And this is about... This is about... Listen to this guy's questions, dude. Ukrainian military and Ukrainian nation... How do you sleep at night, sir? Realistic. Oh, my God. How do you sleep, motherfucker? We're coming up with these sanctimonious questions. Like, uh, military He personal. just did this so he could grandstand the whole interview, didn't he? That's the only reason he did the interview. Trying to use civil civil people as a shield, as a civil, civil shield. So they're covering themselves with civil people and not letting them flee the town or flee the, flee the city. And from the very beginning, Russian military... Uh, were never shelling civil ob objects. They were just aiming and using high-precision uh, missiles um, uh, to to uh, to attack military infrastructure of Ukraine. Because well, there, must be, there must have been, there must have been a lot of, of... Well, sir, forgive me for interrupting, but there must have been a lot of Ukrainian military in a lot of civilian buildings then, because... Our reporters have been out and about in many of these towns exactly, and cities. Exactly, and, this is the and, point. 
No, the, I mean, it is, defies belief that many of the targets that we've seen destroyed are military uh, targets. But I was talking to you really, not as a Kremlin spokesman, I was talking to you, you know, as a father, as a human being. What, when you see these images, how do you sleep at night? That, that, is, it was, that was really my question. That's a tragedy. That's a tragedy, and uh, uh, our military are doing their best to, to bring an end to that operation. And we do hope that in coming days, in in, in, in foreseeable future, this operation will reach its goal. Or we'll finish it by the negotiations between Russian and Ukrainian delegation. I mean, do you think this can possibly end in a negotiation or talks after what has happened? It can. It can. It will strongly depend on the um, uh, so on con consistency of Ukrainian position and to what extent they will be ready to they will be ready to meet uh, to meet our conditions. Boris Johnson has said that Russia's and I quote: "This is a quote. Russia's despicable attacks on innocent civilians." in Irpin and Butcher are yet more evidence that Putin and his army are committing war crimes in Ukraine. We will not yeah. rest until justice is served. What, what's your message to Boris Johnson? Well, uh, he's very loud in his rhetorics about Russia from the very beginning of the operation. So uh, in our understanding, he's, he's rather not constructive in his attitude. Uh, we have never heard any any uh, similar rhetorics coming from Boris Johnson during last eight years, when people in Donbas were killed by Ukrainian nationalists, yeah. when they were heavily bombarded and shelled by heavy artillery. We have never heard a word coming from it's, Mr. Johnson. But it is scarcely comparable. Does does in light of what Mr. Johnson has said, does Mr. Putin worry about ending up in a war crimes court? No, he's not. D have you talked to him about that? Does he realize that it's a possibility? Well, uh, we don't see any possibility for that. <laughs> but you have spoken about it, have you? We've read uh, lots of reports coming from various countries, uh, politologists and, and uh, so-called specialists in Russia d discussing such a possibility, but we don't consider it this this possibility to be to be realistic you see one of the problems with these blanket denials is that isn't the problem for you and for mr putin that very few people outside russia believe a a single word that you say about all this uh why do you think it's 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 a few people it's a great amount of people it's a great amount of people who understands Understand concerns I mean, I'm Russia, thinking some people here actually seen you get exposed actually. the last couple of de decades. And the world, you have to understand that the world is bigger than Europe and the United States and Great Britain. It's much bigger. Is it? But, so, but I mean, in the last hour, you've just been kicked off the UN Human Rights Council. So that is what much of the world thinks about, about Russia and about the alleged war crimes coming out now. We're sorry about that, and we'll continue to defend our interests using every uh, possible legal means. 
will continue to defend our interests and to explain ourselves. The problem with the, 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 the lies that many international leaders are accusing you of is it's not new, is it? I mean, look, you can look just recently at the lies from Russia, just the recent ones. The Ukrainians, you say, shot down Malaysian Airlines MH17 in 2014. The Syrian opposition gassed their own people. The white helmets in Syria are terrorists who belong to al-Qaeda. Navalny, Putin's opponent, collapsed because of his medication, not because he was uh, poisoned. The GRU agents who were in Salisbury came to see a cathedral. Um, in 2014, again, there are no Russian troops in Crimea or in Donbass. And then just a few weeks ago, we are not going to invade Ukraine. I mean, none of those are, none of those are true, are they? None of those, those are true. Which one of those is step true? Step. Which one of those is true? Let's start from the very beginning. What was number one? Uh, Ukrainians, uh, you say the Ukrainians shot down Malaysian Airlines MH. 17 in 2014. I mean, you're not going to tell me that that's true. Well, there are lots of there are lots of evidence. That's what there he's saying right now. Calculations, and they were all submitted to the court in the Hague. This guy is like. Uh, there is a huge deficit. De my cat's playing with my foot. What are you doing? Deficit of, uh, of of proofs and technical data in the. Uh, in the court, and there are uh, different points of view. And the GRU agents uh, in Salisbury came to see the cathedral. I mean, look, the problem here is a problem of trust, that people don't trust what you say. When you have a major country, but you are a major country, hugely important yeah, you don't let respond. You haven't let them respond this whole fucking time, actually. Historically, and people now don't believe a word the leadership says. That is a problem, isn't it? Which people? <laughs> many of the international <laughs> leaders. Most of the West, many of the international leaders. Many of them, yes. They say that they don't believe. But many of the leaders believe and they tend to, they tend to, to explore, they tend to listen to our point of view, and we find their position much more constructive and much more attractive for us. But it's a problem. Yeah, by the way, he's got a great interview by having Vladimir Putin's spokesman on, but he pretty much just tried to grandstand and moralize the whole time, and he really hasn't let the guy talk. I mean, don't you know that you could get more, you could get way more out of him, maybe even more stuff for his purposes, which is Western propaganda, if you just let a motherfucker talk? Like, what? I don't even know. What is this? Any dialogue, any future negotiations that people don't trust you, particularly over NATO. I mean, Vladimir Putin embarked on this military operation, basically saying it was to counter, partly, partly to counter the expansion of NATO Special in Eastern Special operation. Europe. Well, NATO has more troops now in Eastern Europe. Germany is increasing its defence spending. I mean, NATO is stronger now than it was. It's stronger, not weaker. Yeah, and thus we, we have to rebalance the situation and we tell we have to take additional measures to ensure our own security because we still we are deeply convinced that NATO NATO is a is a machine for confrontation. It's not a peaceful alliance. It was tailored for confrontation. And the main purposes of its existence to confront 
and to confront our country. But this is a very unfortunate situation, but we have to take it into account. But you see, NATO is a defensive organization, and Finland, yes, exactly. Finland and Sweden... Uh, Finland has an 800-mile border with your country. Well, who are they defending against? They now want to join NATO as a result of all this. What would, what would Russia do if, if Finland and Sweden joined NATO? We'll have to, we'll have to rebalance the situation, I repeat again. And, and we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to, 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 to make our Western, Western flank uh, more more sophisticated in, ter in terms of ensuring our security. But when you say rebalance, I mean, President Putin has warned of serious military and political consequences. What I just wonder what that means. Well, we'll have to, you know, it's everything about mutual deterring. Mutual deterring. And should one side, should one side, and we consider NATO to be one side, um, should one side be more powerful than the other? Especially in terms of, of nuclear uh, arms. Uh -oh. Then it will constitute a threat for the whole architecture of security. And uh, it, it will take us to take additional measures, um, additional measures to strengthen uh, our potential. But, but would you, just very quickly... On it's called we do a little rebalancing. Would you consider that an existential threat? Because... That is, you have said it would take an existential threat to use nuclear weapons, which you've just mentioned. Uh, what exactly? Another, another enlargement of NATO? You would consider that an existential threat? No, I don't think so. Right. W would you consider pressure on your economy or, you know, uh, sanctions that you deemed were to to wreck your economy, topple, even topple the regime. Would you consider that an existential threat? Well, no, no. We've been living under, uh, under sanctions for, for a couple of decades, and we, 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 actually, we actually we have got accustomed to that situation. And, uh, uh, well, we, we, we've started to prepare ourselves for these sanctions uh, a year ago, a year ago. And so now, of course, we are in a very tight situation in terms of economy, but our economy is still on its feet. And we are uh, quite, quite well, uh, we're, we're safe, maybe not safe and sound, but we're safe in terms of economy, in terms of macro stability. Just finally. And we're trying to, and we even, we're trying to take advantage out of this situation uh, giving a boost. Yeah, I would say to so too. He is obviously the more reasonable one. Um, I mean, I asked someone in chat said that I. To me, it's like one guy who's just completely unhinged, looking to start some kind of dramatic histrionic fight, and Peskov's just there very calmly. Even when some of the stuff was like, oh, you killed these guys, he's like, yeah, you know what? I don't agree with your narrative, but yeah, there should be a full investigation. And this guy's having a fucking hissy fit. To development of our productive sector of our uh, national technologies and so on and so forth. And just finally, um, you've accused Ukraine of being a fascist uh, regime, but isn't it Russia that is an increasingly oh. looking like a, a fascist state? All the hallmarks of fascism, the shutting down of all opposition, the strict censorship of the media, the sinister Z sign that is...
Um, That's Z for Americans, by the way. They call it Z over there. Appearing and just the climate of fear. Doesn't that all have a feeling of, of fascism about it? No, well, I consider it quite unacceptable to, to, to speak about uh, in that way about my country. Uh, no, the answer is definitely no. The answer is no. And uh, uh, you might get your face slapped if you're around me, Brit Bong. <laughs> is that what he's trying to say? He looks kind of pissed now. This question. Can we get some Z's in the chat. I would suggest that you just recall last last. Uh, eight years with Nazis demonstrations on the streets of Kiev, on the streets of Lvov, with people uh, who were parts of Nazis uh, regiments during the Second World War, carrying Nazi, Nazi signs and Nazi flags, and uh, performing Nazi, 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 Nazi I don't know the, the, the English word for that. Nazi. But yep, yep, yep. They, yeah, but that, those Nazi demonstrations, they well, it was a reality. It was a reality on the streets of Ukrainian but, cities. But, but, but the, the, the last election, the, oh, Nazi, but, the but, far but, right parties barely won no, 2% yeah. of the vote. I mean, you've got to keep this in proportion. Look, my final question is this. What is to come? Because only about that, that massive fucking Nazi army that they have? Vladimir Putin knows that. Uh, presumably more bombardments. Presumably more death. Who knows? Maybe more... Um, war crimes. My final question is this. You know, you've ripped away the future of two countries, immediate future for two countries, Russia, your own country, and Ukraine. And my final question is, is it all worth it? Honestly, is it all worth it? The whole story is about future. It's about guaranteeing our future. Just imagine a situation when a member of NATO, Ukraine, thinking about returning of Crimea, attacks Russia and attacks Russian Crimea, and using an article number five of NATO charter, NATO countries possessing nukes will have to defend Ukraine. Yeah. It should be a third world but war. It, and what is being done but it is to save us from any potential threat of such a war. But it was never going to happen, was it, like that? But listen... Mr. Peskov, uh, appreciate your time. It ain't going to happen like that now. That's for damn sure. Here we go. I promised it. Is this only... Oh, I thought it was longer than this. The Holocaust is big business because uh, Germany so far has given the Jews, I think, at least $200 billion. So it's big business. And some of you are still getting $1,000 a month. And a lot of people what? don't know this. This is on Montel Williams in the 90s. And then... Uh, People don't realize who brought the slaves to America. They were Jewish ships. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. I think at least this. The Holocaust is big business because uh, Germany so far has given the Jews, I think, at least $200 billion. So it's big business. And some of you are still getting $1,000 a month. And a lot of people don't know this. And then... Uh, People don't realize who brought the slaves to America. They were Jewish ships. Wait, 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 wait a minute. That's a whole, that's a whole another thing. Let's take. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Hold on. 
that's a whole nother thing. I don't think, uh, <laughs> by the way, the crowd started cheering. Someone like, like they already heard that. Shut it down quick. Montel was sweating, dude. Holy fuck. So it's big business. Some of you are still getting a thousand dollars a month. And a lot of people don't know this. Fuck. Chaos Acolyte sent $3 when you're a white guy who accidentally body swaps with a black guy and you want to take full advantage of it. And then uh, people don't realize who brought the slaves to America. What? They were Jewish ships. People don't stop. By the way, it gets louder. They don't stop clapping. Not only do they not stop clapping, the clapping gets louder after he says that. The slaves to America. They were Jewish ships. Wait a minute. That's a whole... That's a whole nother thing. Let's take a break because what the issue that we're oh. talking about today is... Oh, let's take a break. Let's get out of here. We need a timeout. Whether or not there was a Holocaust, we'll talk about slavery and who brought them here later. Wait, wait. Were they actually doing a Holocaust debate? Wait a minute. That's a whole... That's a whole nother thing. Let's take a break. Wait. What the issue that we're talking about today is whether or not there was a Holocaust. Wait. We'll <laughs> Montel Williams was doing a, a Holocaust debate? All these people got famous off, like, the fucking most just outrageous shit. I mean, it's shit that I do, too. <laughs> but it's like, oh, now it's hate speech. Now it's a hate crime. It's like all these motherfuckers got famous off wild shit like that. Middle of the day, 1995, did the Holocaust actually happen? Like, that's the type of cool shit that used to be on TV. Now it's fucking some dumbass, cheap-ass game show. Or some third-rate fucking talk show where they're just shilling Hollywood bullshit. <clears throat> of course, they did that, too, in the 90s. Don't get me wrong. But there were some real gems out there every once in a while. Holy shit. Never forget that. You know what? When I was in Dallas, um, I think it's, is it, uh, it's Nosy TV is the name of it. And they were showing a Jerry Springer. We had the whole compound. By the way, shout out to the Killstream compound crew. That was some of the most fun I've ever had. We had a great group of guys. They all helped me with the event. Uh, like brothers there that weekend. It was so great. Uh, but anyway, though, I think it was the Sunday last day we were there. The fucking a Jerry Springer episode from 1998 came on from the golden era of Springer. And it was just so fucking funny and so good. It's just like, I mean, I know it's complete trash television, of course. Uh, but there's nothing on, like, television's so sanitized now. Everything's so sanitized. It just sucks, honestly. It's boring. There's no reason, you know, there's a reason people watch these streams and shit like that because they're not uh, sanitized and curated to such an extreme degree. Like, everything on corporate media, everything in corporate media is now. By the way, you know, corporate, you know, this was corporate media, too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but they still, you know, allow some shit like this to go down. We'll talk about slavery. Just for pure entertainment value reasons. Who bought America? I want to see if I can find that. Is that not on YouTube somewhere? Probably not. Fucking shit. Montel Williams, Holocaust. That sounds like that could be a banger. Oh, man. What the fuck? Why do we not have that? Oh, man, you can't find that anywhere. Oh, wait. Oh, no, hold on. 
I see a clip. Oh, man. I used to watch Montel all the time. We know from German documents, we know from German officials during the war, they did talk about something they called the final solution to the Jewish question. And the German documents to talk about this. But in the thousands, millions, tons of German oh, it's documents on no shit. at the end of the war, the deal with Jewish policy. Are there you is serious? Not Holy shit. Oh, David Cole was on there? I didn't realize he's been on the kill stream, by the way. Coming. Did we talk to him? It seems like we maybe we talked to him about this. I don't remember though. Wow. I do not remember. Did we talk to him about Montel Williams? It's been a couple years now. We have all seen the specials, the news clips, the footage. Everyone around the world believes that the Holocaust took place. Why do you think it didn't? Well, Montel, it's very important to understand that no one says that those pictures are not real, as you indicated at the beginning of the program. The pictures are very real. They're very horrible. They're very tragic, and we've all seen them. We've all heard that six million Jews died in the Second World War during the Holocaust. But it's very important to understand what these pictures show and what they don't show. The people, these pictures were taken at the Belsen, Bergen-Belsen concentration camp at the end of the war by the British when they liberated the camp. The people shown these pictures, and it's a very, very terrible pictures. Nobody denies that. Nobody says it didn't happen. Nobody says it's not true. These people were victims of starvation and disease. They died in the last weeks of the war. And they died in the last weeks of the war as, in fact, indirect victims of the war. British uh, uh, doctors who were at the camp themselves at the time that the camp was liberated, and many uh, uh, inmates who were at the camp uh, uh, there and elsewhere have also confirmed the conditions at Belzen, although certainly not a, not a country club, were relatively good until the final weeks and months of the war. And that was because in the final weeks and months of the war, all of Germany, all of Europe was in complete chaos. All the railroads were, in, were, were ruined. It was impossible to supply food. It was impossible to supply water. And particularly at Bergen-Belsen, thousands and thousands and thousands... This is like a fucking time capsule, dude. ...of Jews were evacuated from camps further to the east as the Soviets were coming in and sent into this and other camps which were enormously overcrowded. And these people died in large numbers by disease and... Somebody started. record this with a VCR. Yeah, they did. There's no other way we would have it. But if the policy of the German government had been to... Imagine the guy, some guy. Yeah, that's true. Think about that. The provenance of this, of this video. Some guy just said, you know what? This is going to be a banger episode of Montel Williams. And I'm going to record it. They're finally... They're finally doing the Holocaust debate these people they would not they would have long since been dead and these pictures would not have been taken and this guy back in the mid 90s he was just sitting there he's not like i'm recording this motherfucker i'm 100 recording this motherfucker yeah you could program vcr recording that was pretty sick man honestly fuck i wonder if they even have vcr programming still probably not but there were all kinds of codes and shit you could make it individually record shows and stuff yeah in fact, the, Ger the German government policy during the war was a very grim one. It was I had very my shit set up to record shows. 
Um, I still vividly remember having to set up to record certain shows that I wanted to watch, and it would only come on at that time and record those shows and then stop, yeah. Actually, for the Zoomers in the audience, I do remember having to use a VCR quite well. I remember it quite well. Harsh one and so forth. As I said, again, no one denies those pictures. But those people were not victims of a program or a policy of extermination. And that's what Holocaust revisionists say. Well, let's, let's go back a little bit in history here so we can kind of bring everybody up to speed. Because I asked for a history lesson myself. I've done some reading on World War has got a damn nice suit on, I gotta say. Knew a few things, but this 1933 was when Hitler became the Fuhrer. 1933 was also when Dachau opened. Uh, 1938, Hitler entered Vienna, making it part of the Third Reich. 1939, Germany invades Poland. We go on in 1940, the Nazis invade Holland, Belgium, France, Luxembourg. 1941, they invade Russia. 1941, the first death camp was open. And 1942, the final solution was discussed openly. And that final solution was a solution that included the extermination of the Jews. Is that not there, correct? There, there, you raise a lot of very, very good points. There was, we know from German documents, we know from German officials during the war, they did talk about something. Okay, now we heard this part, so let's skip was before 19, uh, end of 1941 was a policy of forced um, or, or forced expulsion from Europe by forced emigration if, if necessary and need be. After 1941 and in 1942, this policy changed to one of, force of, of deporting Jews, uprooting them, and sending them to the east. And that meant first to ghettos and camps in Poland, and then later throughout the war, they were sent to the occupied Soviet territories. That's what the German officials during the war said and meant by this final solution of the Jewish question. Now, what? at Nuremberg, this, of course, this whole issue came up at Nuremberg. All of the German defendants at the big Nuremberg trial, 1945, 1946, all said that they had no knowledge during the war of any extermination program. Wait a minute, although, if I had been a German, wait, if I had been a German guard at one of these camps, Dachau, Auschwitz, and somebody said, did you participate in the, in the, the murder of a million people? I would have said, no, it was you. Homeboy did it, and that wasn't me. And I would have said, no, I never Homeboy saw did it. I would have lied and said anything that I could have said to prove that I wasn't Homeboy involved. Homeboy did it, that, man. That's, a, that's very reasonable. But what these men had to say was also, is also consistent from the, from the documents that we have uh, and, and what we know about. And it's also consistent from everything we know about the policy uh, uh, from, from many other sources. All right, well, now, David, I mean, I, I would think that there are enough older Jewish people in this country, people who are survivors, people whose families lived through the Holocaust, who would right now uh, be willing to do exactly what happened to you a couple weeks ago, and that's attack you because you are Jewish. And to step forward and say this would be like myself stepping forward and saying that the United States government never brought slaves to this country. But now, if you were to say that, couldn't people then make a case to show that there was, in fact, slavery? I am not trying to aggravate anybody, anybody. Of course, I know that I am gravely aggravating people to the point where they uh, will actually physically come up and attack me. But I think it raises uh, many interesting issues, specifically the role of truth in society. What happens when you have eyewitnesses and yet you have other evidence, physical evidence, forensic evidence, the evidence of documents and intercepted transmissions? You make a point, Montel. You make a grave assumption uh, a leap of faith when you say, well, the reason we don't have these documents showing, uh, you know, with, where the Germans discussed what they did is because Hitler didn't want him around, I guess, had him burned or something because he knew that it would get him in trouble. But that's making an assumption. Now, other people might say we don't have the documents because there aren't any, because they never existed. 
Okay, well, what about all of the things that you hear about the gas chambers and all those things, that the, the mass graves, graves with Well, with now, no one, doubts, no one doubts mass graves. No one doubts that there were bodies in this camp. And let me just, for the record, state that I don't doubt that it was an incredibly horrible thing that happened to the Jews of Europe, something that uh, should not be thought of in any uh, lighter sense, specifically because we doubt that there were gas chambers. These people were taken out of their villages, uh, split up from their family, and put into camps and made to work as forced labor. And this is a horrible situation, and people died from disease and starvation. And just Neon, go ahead, brother. Neon Nicker sent $3 AO. Montal, what do you think about them wooden doors? Do you think them doors going to stop air from passing through? And how about the holocoaster? Electric floors? Come on, nigga. How much you think dad holocaust? Shy five five it. Claim being worked to death. It is not that we are trying to sugarcoat what happened, but it's been many years after the fact, and it's time that we brought the facts in, uh, in parallel to uh, the actual uh, history of what happened. Yes, ma'am. Um, the fact still remains, yes, that six million Jews were killed, and wow. whether or not the documentation shows She's that upset. it was the intent to completely get She's rid of upset. Jews, it. It doesn't matter whether or not the intent was there because it happened. Six million Jews were murdered. Well, now, I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I can just address wait, that. Wait, for a sir, For both David and Mark, that's a very important issue because both of you dispute the fact that six million Jews Wait, died. If I could make a point now, she said the fact that six million Jews died. However, in 1988, the, uh, Aus the site at Auschwitz where people can go and tour the gas chambers, uh, they lowered their figure from four million dead to one million dead. So that was three million taken out of the equation. Montel's homeboy sent three dollars. I regret nothing. Overnight. Oh, is this? Because both of you dispute the fact that six million Jews Wait, died. If I could make a point now, she said the fact that six million Jews died. However, in 1988, the uh, site at Auschwitz, where people can go and tour the gas chambers, uh, they lowered their figure from four million dead to one million dead. So what? you sent three dollars. Gotta bring David Cole back. He's Man, my favorite Jew. That's one of my favorite episodes that we did with him, uh, and I talked to him here and there and i do want to bring him back for sure i hope that happens that was three million taken out of the equation overnight where did these three million go were they never there in the first place were they in the camps and did they survive and if you can lose three million people overnight who's to say that one million remaining figure is not also wrong? and let me ask you this question neon go neon nicker sent three dollars even if you could somehow prove six million no, murder is a bit of a stretch the germans had a solid case for self-defense no way apparently no way or some of these Weren't some of these figures ascertained after the fact because they went back and did censuses after? The source of the famous six million figure is an affidavit by one of the, uh, by somebody who was brought in at the Nuremberg trial in 1945-46. Even Raul Hilberg, who's considered one of the major uh, figures in the Holocaust, uh, Holocaust historian, is professor at University of Vermont. He concedes himself that the six million figure is, is, a, is based upon crude calculations. The God Emperor sent five dollars. Love you, Ralph. Love you, Grow Ipers. Oh, 07. Shout out to you, sir. I love you as well, and the Grow Ipers. And Cozy.TV. Can we get a round of applause for the behemoth, the Goliath that has become Cozy.TV? <laughs> also, shout out to Odyssey.com, of course, at the Odyssey.com, not 
of course. Odyssey.com slash at the Ralph Retort, of course, uh, over there as well. The YouTube restream gang gang. Shout out to the whole crew. Podcast gang gang when they get a hold of this. It is only highly dubious, and he says we must re-examine this whole question of the six million. Look, it's very interesting, Montel. People have heard over and over about six million Jews dying in Europe during the Second World War. How many people in this audience know how many Germans died during the Second World War? How many Americans died during the Second World War? How many Chinese died during the Second World War? In America, as time goes by, the more time passes, the more there's emphasis on the fate of one particular people during the Second World War, almost to the exclusion of everyone else. How many of... Let me make another point. I mean, in, right now in Washington, D.C., a federal government agency, a taxpayer-funded uh, agency of the federal government, the United States Holocaust Memorial Council, is organizing and building an enormous museum in Washington, D.C. There's no comparable museum in Washington, D.C. to the victims of slavery. There's no comparable museum in Washington, D.C. to the fate of the Indians or any other people. I think they finally did is. build the slavery one, though, right, on the Black Museum or whatever. The enormous be museum being built under U federal government auspices to the fate of only one particular people in one other place. How many Chinese died during the Second World War? According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, the number of civil Chinese civilians alone who died during the Second World War is more than 20 million. More than 20 million. Who knows it? Who well, even wait, cares? But, but are, we, are we saying that, therefore, we should not believe what happened to the Jewish people because these other things are admitted? Or should we, Montel, should we stop and say that we believe what happened? Montel, it's right and proper to memorialize the dead, the dead of all wars and the dead of all uh, uh, genocide or all mistreatment, whatever it happens to be. But what is not right is to take the fate of one particular people and, in effect, make a kind of political football out of it. I, to, I, I would like to uh, also interject, speaking as a Jew, the Holocaust is an extremely important thing to especially American and Israeli Jews because most American Jews tend to be secularized and the Holocaust and the shared history of persecution has tended to take the place of the religion of Jews. Now, I'm Jewish. I'm also an, also an atheist. I don't buy many things. I don't buy concepts of mysticism, spirituality, and especially myth. And I have read both sides of the issue extensively, and I'm not looking to hurt anybody, but I do have to say from my own point of view that the evidence saying that there were no gas chambers is a lot stronger than any of the evidence that can be presented saying there were. All right, well, then let's stop there and take a break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll find out. This like is wild. That they, this is, is it the myth 90s, or is it truth? We'll find out. When when the 90s were fucking based. Holy fuck, the 90s were awesome, dude. Yeah, I miss them a lot of days, I have to say. I mean, I like the cool tech. We do have some cooler tech, I have to say, but it's not as cool as you would think. I remember thinking by now it would just be sick. Like the tech we have would just be outrageous. And I mean, in some ways, I guess it is kind of cool. I can just watch a movie on my phone, you know, Twitter and all that. But it's not as cool as it should be, honestly. I, I would trade it back. I don't know. I would go back to the 90s, honestly. Uh, the 90s were just fucking awesome. I'm sorry. They were. Come back. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Where are the flying cars? Where are even the self-driving cars? Where like the boots you can just get in and fly around and shit like that was supposed to be happening. Ugh. Fuck. And then we were listening to Kaczynski on the way to Dallas. Man, we never finished that. Fuck. How far did I get in that video? I'm trying to remember now. Oh shit! I just unplugged my screen. Fuck. Oh, man, that sucks. Why do I keep doing that? Oh, I came back. Okay, good. 
I was like tapping my humidor, and it went up against the cord to my other monitor. I have two monitors. I need to see But yeah, man, you listen to that. Of course, not supporting blowing people up and all that shit, obviously. Um, but man, he was pressing as fuck, dude. He was pressing as fuck. Just look at what tech did give us and what we didn't get. All the cool shit we didn't get. I don't know, man. I do miss the 90s. I can just say that very simply, though. Look at this hottie here on the end of the row. Mm. Neon Nickers yeah. $3. Sorry, guys. We're not getting all that cool stuff. Have some grades instead. That's literally what it's like. Oh, hold on. Let me replay it. I didn't know that would cut it off. Let me replay that. That's exactly what you said it right, though. That's exactly what it is. Neon Nicker sent $3. Sorry, guys. We're not getting all that cool stuff. Have some trannies and parades instead. All your money is going into turning your country into a third world zoo <laughs> with trannies exactly. and maybe a war with Russia. Surprise, Goyam. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, what a great future they've given us. We're talking about the Holocaust and whether or not it happened or it didn't happen. And you had a question, <laughs> question sir. Yeah. The fact that this even happened is great, though. I mean, it'll never happen again, but... This was a remark to uh, Dave's earlier statement. In the middle of... This is daytime television, too. This is just some shit. This... Dude, the 90s... I was raised on this shit. I mean, I guess you can tell. <laughs> just like middle of the day, you just kick back, turn on the tube... Of course, I was watching soaps as a kid, too, and they were completely just off-the-wall craziness as well. And then you come on to a talk show, the talk show, like, right after the soaps, is about did the Holocaust happen or not? That's today's topic. Fucking, I mean, can you even imagine that taking place today? No, you can't. No, you fucking can't. You said that they weren't really being uh, prosecuted, um, persecuted. There we go. Uh, my point is... They, they were the Jews were selected uh, specifically to be annihilated. I think that's more important than the fact that they were selectively chosen out of various groups to be annihilated. Uh, and secondly, I, I do have to agree with you to a degree that, that what happened in Cambodia with Khmer Rouge wasn't yeah. played up as Imagine, much. Imagine everything's been turned like the View. Like everything's so gay now, they wouldn't even let this combo happen, dude. The fact the the fact that Montel did a whole show on this is like incredible, and will never it won't happen now. Like, they just won't let this type of shit be on television. Television's boring and drab and sucks now. I mean, you know, you can find a good show here or there. I mean, but overall, it's just complete garbage. The the issue with the Jews, but that still doesn't lessen the fact that the Holocaust... Too sana it's and too sanitized, dude. That's the problem. It's sanitized. By the way, they still controlled shit in the 90s, too, right? I mean, you know, the ultimate control still rested with the same people it does now. And not even saying... just. You know, not even making it a, a a J thing or whatever. But, you know, it wasn't like the people had control back then either. But it was a different time, and there was there, it was more based, right? There there was more, um, you know, willingness to even let conversations like this happen. Um, it just it just as like a thing you should do, right? Oh, here's some people saying some shit. Let's bring them out here and fucking hear from them. Let's do a whole show on it on daytime TV. Say that it it didn't occur. No. We don't we don't say the Holocaust didn't occur. That's really too simplistic. You know the Holocaust. So what is a revisionist then? Okay, then then make it simple what, what enough. Wait a second. 
All right, before you go, because you're, you're talking a little heady, I want you to make sure everybody can understand what it is you're talking about. What is it that a revisionist wants there to be shown in history? Revisionists say three essential things. We say, first and foremost, there was no policy or program to exterminate the Jews of Europe during the Second World War. Okay, so now stop right there for a second. Don't go too quick, which refutes exactly what the gentleman just asked you, because he said that the policy was they were picked out and isolated to be that, annihilated. That's certainly true. So you're saying they, that's not true? No, they no. Were they, were, they, were, they, were, they were selectively persecuted. They were picked out. They were put in ghettos. They were put in camps. They were uh, a victim group, but there was not a policy or program to exterminate them. Wait a minute, wait, I want, I want you, you're getting ready to run real quick, and I want to slow you down so we can get every point out of what you're saying. So if they were selected individually as a group to be put into ghettos and to be starved to death, what was the key, whether or no, not it was no, a wait. gas chamber or not, they were wait. starved to no, death? No, 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 Montel, look, I mean, during the Second World War, as you well know, as everyone in California, I think, knows, uh, the West Coast Japanese were also selected. They were rounded up. They were they put were into camp. Sure, well, yes. Europe was not, Europe during the Second World War was not the United States during the Second World War. There was well, a lot of food yeah. uh, in the United States. There were peace, essentially peacetime conditions. War didn't come here. I mean, so that's the, a the fair Japanese point. were not treated anywhere near as bad as the Jews. But the point is simply that they were selectively persecuted. And that's true. That was certainly true with the Jews. And I, I just want to also pipe in and say that I'd like to call you on what you said. So what if there were no gas chambers if they were starved to death? Hey, if, if you, if, if we even make that much of a point, we've refuted a lot of what is in the history books that say there are gas chambers. Now, if all of a sudden the story is going to change and that the genocide was through starving them to death, well, that makes a great big difference because then all that you've read in your history has been wrong. We're, we're not prepared to deviate at all from the facts that are presented to us. And if the facts were ever to show that they were starved to death, we would reflect that. Okay, now the second point, you said there are three points. That was the first point. Right. Second one. The second point, Montel, is that we dispute uh, the claims made over and over about gas chambers and gassings. That's the weapon of extermination, supposedly. It's very important to realize in this context that the Holocaust story or the gassing story has changed dramatically over the, over the years. At the big Nuremberg trial of 1945-46, it was claimed that people were gassed at Dachau, at Buchenwald, and at various camps in Germany proper, as well Right after the war, it was claimed not that people were gassed at Auschwitz, but that they were electrocuted to death. And then later the we found is, out that all the gas chambers were in Poland. Yeah, good point. This is a very calm discussion. I mean, there's some people you can tell are perturbed by what they're putting down, what they're putting out there. But the audience is sitting there respectfully listening on Montel's MC in a, in a good way, honestly, for the most part. I mean, the third the point. point is that the evidence for supposedly gassings in some camps has just been done away with. It's, right. it's admitted be, okay, the third point is we say that no, uh, no, nothing like six million Jews in Europe died during the Second World War. And it's very important in this regard also to realize that every Jew... Every Jewish person who, in the Second World War who died of whatever cause is considered, quote, a victim of the Holocaust. That is, Jews who died even in Allied bombing attacks. Jews who died uh, for whatever reason, they're considered victims of the Holocaust. So and you're that is saying also illegitimate. All, all six million is a compilation figure of every Jewish person who died during the war. Look, even a number of uh, prominent Holocaust historians have conceded the six million figure is essentially symbolic in nature. It's repeated over and over, and it's not necessarily... All, all sorts of other things can change, and the six million figure will stay the same. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, I have two things to say. First of all, a death is a death. These people have died. I don't understand why you want to read... What, is, what do you have to gain by questioning the facts in history? What is it? What's your purpose in all of this? Well, it, is it, is what, let me ask this question. Is, fuck, is my monitor came unplugged. What happened Sorry, Spicy, I didn't get you in there. To, to you? Well, to me, death is death. They have all died. They've. It was hurtful to many people. Why is it we have to question whether somebody set forth to 
gas chamber people or whatever. What do you have to gain? Well, you see, that is a philosophically based question, not a factual question. We know that there were camps we had for the Japanese. What if somebody came along and said, we then cut up the Japanese and fed them to crocodiles? It is important for us to know what oh. did happen and didn't happen. And if you're not interested in truth and history, fine. To some of us who are interested in what really happened in the use of truth, the governmental use of truth, how truth can be changed, how truth can be altered, that does matter. A death is a death, of course, but if we say the German people set up gas chambers, you ought to be willing to prove it and ready to prove but it. But now, wait, before you even jump in, Mark, David, but isn't it very important also to know that if, if the plan was... Basically, sit down, dumb bitch. That's pretty, pretty much what you If that was the plan, genocide for a race of people, does it then matter if there were gas chambers or if it was starvation? This lady's making a very interesting point. The point is death is death, and they set Hold out on. to kill people. Maybe it's a fine line. I'm not arguing with you that maybe it's a fine line. No, that's David Cole. He's been on the kill stream for like a three-hour episode, by the way, in one of my favorite episodes. Uh, he writes for, um, what is it, Talkie Mag? Um... I think that's the name of that site. And, uh, yeah, he's still a prominent guy, actually, David Cole. So he hasn't recanted any of his takes either. <laughs> we had him on the show. He didn't recant a single word. We talked to him about it a lot. And why do we get all the flack when we then try to deny that there were gas chambers? Where can you find it? Well, that might be harder. You know what? Maybe I should repost that. I might try to repose that. I'll put a little note here. No, nah, it's not on Odyssey. On the facts available. If it is such a fine line, if it just don't matter at it all, it might be up on podcast. Maybe. Well, here's some evidence showing that there are no gas maybe. chambers, and everybody say, "Well, fine." But it was death, and we'd say, "Sure, it was death." All the same, and all the same thing about the idea of there being a final solution. Yeah, a great show. show us the evidence that there was the idea. All right, if you guys want me to repost it, I will. Let me see. Let me make a note on Slack, though. Yeah. Also, audience, remind me too if I forget. But I'll also put repost David Cole. Okay. To have a, a genocide of all the Jews, and if you show it to us, uh, and if it passes, uh, at least my own personal. I can't uh, remember if we talked about this or not because it's been a couple years. Um, but we talked about his whole life and his whole, his arc is amazing, actually. Skepticism, uh, when looking at things, then I will be the first person to say I'm Dave the Dunce. Just, uh, kick me out of the studio, but I want to see the evidence first. Okay, yes, sir. Two questions. You make it one, but I gotta switch. You gotta go to break. Okay. Uh, how many, uh, Jews did the Germans have their hands on during the war that they could have exterminated, theoretically? That, that's a very good question. I know question. we talked about uh, Donahue. Seems like we talked about this, too. I'm not sure. But, you know, uh, the, um, uh, I, I believe that the total number of Jews in Europe who died under German control or Axis control during the Second World War is probably in the neighborhood of a million, a million and a half. I don't think that, it, that the Germans even had under the control six million Jews during the Second World War. This was confirmed, I think, by a report that was issued by the International Labor Office in, uh, and by various... There's a number of reasons why I say that. Okay, we have to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to meet some wow. survivors of the Holocaust. Okay, now... tell us what they saw. Should I tell you the spoiler about this first? I can't. God, that was a tough blow. Holy shit. It just knocked me completely off the air. Let me see if it's back up. Wow, that was like the hard blow. I think it was a DDoS. Honestly, I don't even know what that was. It, seemed, it was definitely um, 
something wild. Let me see. Is it back up on Cozy? Yeah. Yeah, it's back. I just wonder if I should. I maybe should just save it. I might just save it for um, for Tequila Sunrise now because we lost like a ton of viewers. I could just save it for the morning. We could watch the rest of it there. I know some people were here. I was. I thought something fucked up with BitChute. I don't know if you saw that part. Probably not because my whole internet tanked. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, no, nah, BitChute, come on. But it was actually, I don't know. I've never had that happen ever, actually, like the way that it went out. So it was just really weird. It seemed like a DDoS. But uh, I had to unplug my modem and everything. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Should I? Should we just hit it up in the morning? Because we lost, like, I mean, there's still some people here. By the way, shout out to the legends who stayed, too. You knew me. I was going to try to pull it back up. You knew I was going to try to pull it back up if I could. I hate getting knocked off the air without saying farewell, no matter what. So I always try to pull it back up regardless. Uh, let's see. Did I see the Chill Stream Uncut link to David Cole interview? Oh, is it up? Oh, cool. It's still up on uh it's still up on Chillstream Uncut. I didn't know that. Wow, cool. Yeah, there it is, Epstein. I didn't realize that was up. Uh that's pretty cool. Also, that's the air conditioner, that motherfucker, if you can hear that right now, because I didn't know for sure if the fucking thing was gonna come back on the stream, so uh let's see. I'm looking through here. Bring it back on, please. Yeah, I do want to bring it back on. Yeah, I kind of feel like we should just save it for the morning now. We'll watch the rest of it, though. Tomorrow, Tequila Sunrise. I'll go ahead and save this. Go ahead and save. How far were we in? We weren't that far in. There was still a good, like, 20 or 30 minutes left on it. So. Oh, cozy viewers don't give up. <laughs> Uh, we could keep going with it, but, man, it really fucking pisses me off. Maybe I'll play a little bit more of it, at least. Maybe we'll go for a few more minutes. How about that? But which part was on? Let's see. True with the juice. And I, I just want to also pipe in and say that I'd like to call you on what you said. So what if there were no gas chambers if they were starved to death? Hey. Okay, so we're a little bit past, uh, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, about right here, maybe. Okay, hold on. No, it was when they were going to come out and debate him, right? Yeah. ...of his family in the Holocaust. Or Michael... We've been talking about... Uh, I said I was going to spoil something. I could at least tell that story for the people who are still here. Ernest Hollander, the Auschwitz survivor who debated Cole on the Montel Williams show, discovered after the show aired that the brother he thought was murdered after the two were separated upon arrival in Auschwitz was actually alive and well. The brother's neighbor had seen the Montel episode and recognized the resemblance between the two Hollanders. Both brothers had thought the other was dead. Williams hosted the reunion on his show. In his autobiography, Cole claimed that this supported his theory 
that many of the Jews deported to Auschwitz in 1944 were falsely believed to be dead. The Holocaust with revisionist Mark Weber and Mr. That's what happened. That was the spoiler. For David Cole. But joining us right now are Dr. Michael Thaler. Michael is a president of the Holocaust Center of Northern California. Michael is also a survivor who lost more than 60 members of his family in the Holocaust. Also joining us are Ernest and Anna Hollander. They are both survivors, and his entire family was wiped out in Auschwitz. Now, before we even go any further in the discussion, Ernest, could you take us back to that day in 1944 when your family arrived at Auschwitz? Yes, sure. Uh, first of all, I'd like to make an opening statement that uh, I watched before on, the, on television, uh, the uh, revisionist, what they said. 60? And I feel it's completely wrong. It's completely not true uh, because I've been there and I saw what happened and I came tonight with pain and agony to tell you all that these stories but I also feel very bad and I feel sorry for these people who after 50 years still claiming it was not a holocaust and tried they tried to hide behind the truth well why don't you tell us some of the truth Ernest let us know well, this is the truth in 1939, when Hitler occupied Czechoslovakia, the part of where I live, the Carpathian Mountains, they gave to the Hungarian government. And as they took over the, the government, right away they fired every Jew from state, city, and county jobs. A Jew couldn't hold anymore a job, a government job. Well, it didn't go too long where they started taking all their properties. And uh, before the year was over, we had to wear yellow stars. Jews couldn't get out in the street anymore regular, just certain time, shopping, stuff like that. In 1942, they said that every Jew have to have a Hungarian citizenship papers. Now we had close to three quarters of a million Jews living in Carpathian Mountains. More than half didn't have Hungarian citizenship papers. We were lucky. My father was born under Austrian-Hungarian regime and we were able to get our citizenship papers. Okay, but that, that's before the war. And so I want you to bring us that up. Was that, 19, no, during the war, 1942. That was 1941, end of 41. Okay, end of 41. But bring us up to the point when okay. we know the historical things that took place, but we need to know whether or not the Holocaust itself took place. What happened in 1944? What did you see with your own eyes when you yeah. arrived at Auschwitz? In 1944, this is an urgent message to all sisters, Americans. Four brothers, four sisters. The Jews in My Ukraine mother, need our help we are now. finally to Auschwitz where they right away took away my mother and three little sisters, and they killed them. Killed them in the crematoriums and the, the gas chambers. The rest of the family went to work to labor camps, where my father was working in a railroad station and uh, working in a sawmill where he cut off his left arm. The blade somehow cut his hand. They put him against the wall. They shot him right away. They never kept somebody in the camp if he could learn this piece of bread and a uh, little hot soup. But now, when you say they took your mother and your three younger sisters away, right there on the spot, and they took them away to the gas chamber, right? And this was in Auschwitz. How do you know that that's exactly where they took them to? Because we stayed two days in Auschwitz, and some people who worked in the crematoriums, some people who worked in the gas chambers, they told us that they saw all these people who Dr. Mengele, the angel of that, Mangala. to the left. What the? They went straight into, into the gas chambers. You knew Mangala too? 
Now, Dr. Dr. Thaler, you know a lot, I mean, a lot about the history of the Holocaust. You've heard what both these gentlemen have to say. Magaru, what's up, man? That they're right? Or I hate that we lost 150 Jews or whatever, but uh, well, I, I figured we watch a little bit more of this. The discussion today is merely to allow those people, the vast majority, of course, not Mangala really too, what happened, motherfucker, uh, an opportunity to, uh, to really find out what the truth is. And what you just heard is a tissue of lies. It's basically a combination of half-truths, uh, fantasy, and, uh, and, and downright uh, falsehood. And, uh, you know, I can begin uh, taking it apart very let's, easily. Let's start from the very beginning. Why, there, okay. The claim is that there were no gas chambers. Right. There was no uh, plan to annihilate the Jews. Start with the gas chambers and tell me why that's, that's not true. All right. Um, well, I'll start with the most recent evidence, though it's been 50 years. Most recent evidence produced by the young uh, historians in Germany, German historians working on German uh, evidence, German documents, have shown in the last five years that the entire program, including the gas chambers, uh, originated from a program which they, uh, the Nazis called the euthanasia program, which is typical of the terminology that they use. They always inverted the real meaning. Euthanasia, you know, there's going to be an initiative on the California ballot on euthanasia. And euthanasia literally means mercy killing. And the way we talk about euthanasia, it means at the request and at the desire of the patient the, when they want to end their life, okay? The Nazis used that term just the opposite, to kill people, to murder, to mass murder people whom they no longer desired uh, to be alive because they were useless to them, they couldn't work, they were blind, they were deaf. They even killed soldiers who came back from the front on this program. But now, we can get that, but that doesn't tell me about gas okay. tell me well, about gas <laughs> Whoa, Montel, calm down, buddy, hold on. Montel, look at his face there. He looks like he's getting kind of, uh, maybe he's letting power leveling a little bit too much here. Is that what's going on? Look at him. He looks angry. Hold on, doctor. That doesn't tell me about the chambers. <sighs> Look at his face. Yeah, he's getting mad. The more, the more he's hearing. Okay. Blind. They were deaf. They even killed soldiers who came back from the front on this program. But now doctor, we can get that, but that doesn't tell me about gas okay. chambers. Tell me about <laughs> okay. Okay. In order to institute this program. Throughout Germany, there were installations. Why did Montel have this show anyway? It's kind of curious. With gas chambers, which were disguised as shower rooms, kinda in places curious. like um, Hadamar, um, um, Grossek. Uh, yeah, he does um, have a weed lawn. You're uh, right. Brandenburg, um, Sonnenstein, um, uh, Hartheim by Linz. And so on. Montel's just asking they questions. They developed this entire program where they took <laughs> up to 80,000 German children and people who were, as I said, useless to the right, and simply gassed them with the excuse of taking them to the showers and then cremated them. And by 1941, yeah, Montel was a big proponent of There was such an outcry in Germany from the bishops and from mistakes that they made by sending two urns to one family, you know, for one child that they terminated the program. And at that point, they took the staff of this entire program. All right, what's up, man? I joined your Discord. I'm going to message you about coming on the show. I just haven't done that yet, but what's up? I saw you killing it on Cozy earlier this evening. Shout out to All Hype. 
Yeah, this guy, I don't know, he's just rambling on. ...program took them to the killing camps, Sobibor, Belzitz, Treblinka, and many of those... Fuck, whose Discord is that? Whatever. I thought it was a Discord listed on your thing. Fuck, whose Discord did I join then? <laughs> Fuck. I thought that was your Discord. Isn't there a Discord linked on your channel? Telegram. Oh, yeah, maybe it was Telegram. Fuck. I don't know. Now I got to go look, though. Uh Oh, yeah, that was Telegram. Yeah, you're right. That was Telegram. Why did I say Discord? I'm a fucking retard. Yeah, that was that was uh, Telegram. Make sure I join. Yeah, yeah, that was Telegram. Yeah, I'm in there. So I'll I'll message you. Yeah, not Discord. Okay, good. I'm glad I didn't take a wrong turn there. People became the commanders and the leading people. Just joining around. Just hey, have you seen the all the hype? I mean, chambers and and in the use <laughs> of the gas chambers, they also had experimented with the Cyclone B gases during that Asia program. And so and there, there is physical there proof is of that. Physical left evidence, and okay. there is also strong documentation brought out by the German historians themselves. And this was the beginning of that program, which was then later applied to the destruction of the Jews. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I just mind uh, to comment a question directed to you two on the end. It seems like you're running around, Mark and David. Mark and David um, you seem like you're running around um, in two ways. One, the gas chambers. You say they're prove it. There weren't any. Well, inside the Third Reich proves, um, talks about it. There are personal experiences that talk about it. That should be enough. Um, and that they, they have proof of them being there. Second is that you say six million, that's, well, it, maybe it's less or whatever. Maybe it is. Maybe it was a million. So what? That's a million people. I mean, that's a lot. Well, now... We, we are not trying to downplay the seriousness that anybody died, but you just said, for example, we ought to have enough evidence. That's enough. Place closed. That's, That's enough. Forget about your questions. Let me say one thing, and let me present Stop asking questions. To you. How, for example, do you uh, come back at the two forensic studies that have been done, the, the uh, supposed gas chamber buildings at Auschwitz and Majanek, which proves forensically, and the first one was conducted by a man from Boston named Fred Lutcher. Fred Lutcher had built execution equipment for American prisons, and he was very good at it, and he was recommended for that job. But the second forensic report was done by the people who run Auschwitz, the people who run the Auschwitz Museum, and it proved that there could not have been cyanide gassings in those chambers. How do you come back to that? All right, we'll find out how we come back to that as soon as we take a break. We'll take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Ah, fuck it. Maybe we'll just finish it tonight. Fuck it. I wasn't going to, but... I remember that theme song, by the way. Oh, fuck. We've been talking about the Holocaust with revisionists and survivors, and for mo both Mark and David, if we were to presuppose that the Holocaust did not take place, and we were to pres pre presuppose that there were no gas chambers, there were 
um, no mass burials and no math, mass gassings, then what we're saying is that someone had a conspiracy to mislead the entire world. Why for 50 years would Jewish people want to conspire to mislead well, the entire world? Uh, you see, now you're reading something into that. You're saying they want to conspire. If, uh, if in fact, this was uh, a conspiracy propaganda set up, written by people, presented by people, it was the Soviet government, the British government, and the American government, and Nuremberg after the war. The reason that this thing, that most war propaganda ends up dying X number of years after the actual war. One of the reasons, however, that this uh, particular issue has grown in importance since the war is because... That cut the them Jewish on. Hold on. I actually had my head turned. I want to see. Oh, you mean the cut after? Is that what you mean? Is that what you mean? The cut after Hitler? Is that what you're talking about? Sight. The distinctive substance of the Jews to an even higher pitch. <laughs> Look at Montel. <laughs> Damn, this motherfucker's kind of rocking a Hitler-style stash, almost, isn't he? We've been talking about the holiday. about his Hitler's you can get away with and still like be out in polite society. Is this motherfucker was trying to tell us something the whole time, wasn't he? He was going back there smoking his weed. He's like, they're never gonna fucking. Think. God, what do I have to do here? They're not going to understand, are they? Holocaust with revisionists and survivors, and for mo both Mark and David, if we were to presuppose that the Holocaust... The Soviet government, the British government, and the American government, and Nuremberg after the war, the reason that this thing, that most war propaganda ends up dying X number of years after the actual war, one of the reasons, however, that this uh, particular issue has grown in importance since the war is because the Jewish people have taken it as a very personal issue. It is very important in Israel. It, is, it was very important for the founding of Israel. This does not make them conspirators. It doesn't make them bad people at all. It's an issue that they take very personally. And in the Western world, uh, Jews are usually very successful. They ha uh, and I'm speaking as a Jew, and I'm not trying to say that they in any way do anything wrong to become successful. But what matters to Jews uh, can oftentimes be reflected in Western society. If you were go to go to Asia, though, this, this uh, the Jewish Holocaust wouldn't matter one way or another because there are not all that many Jews who have any positions of, of influence in a uh, country like Cambodia. Dr. But, Thaler, but you're, you're wait, Dr. Thaler is like, like turning in his seat. What? What did you want to say? Well, first of all, I think it's uh, already false to call these people revisionists. As the Department of History in Duke, um, the, all the professors uh, of history in Duke wrote, in response to one of their ads in the campus newspaper, these people are not revisionists. They don't revise. They are deniers. They're basically denying the truth rather, rather than revising the truth. And, and, and Dr. Taylor, let me also, I know, I'm going to let you finish your point, but then there is also the point that they are questioning history. And we know for a fact, let me finish my point, we know for a fact that history in this country and the books that we see in this country is written incorrectly in a number of ways. But every single point where it gets close to the actual data, the actual information, the actual facts, it's falsehood. For instance, this issue about this man Leuchter, Fred uh, or Frank Leuchter Jr., who I just heard uh, quoted as a foremost engineer, uh, you know, with gas chambers. I didn't say the word engineer. Okay. 
you know I, I know why you didn't. Okay. Because, but Fred Lutcher might not have been a licensed engineer, but did he not have the job of building gas chambers and other execution equipment for major American prisons? Was he not profiled on primetime live in the Atlantic Monthly? He had nothing to do. He had nothing to no. But David let As him a finish. matter of fact, this is a lie. The fact is, the man masqueraded as an engineer, a builder of these chambers, and then he was arraigned Hello, in Massachusetts Smoke. for practicing engineering without a license. My He's cat's not registered as an engineer. The only uh, uh, scientific training he ever had was a BA in history. He was hired by okay, another... So wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. So, so Dr. Thaler, we've refuted the yeah, fact that okay. this man the had question, any qualifications. The question boils the down whether there was Cyclone B gas used or not. So in 1988, moving along, for a fee of $35,000, he uh, went to uh, Bear Canal and he scraped the walls and he did some hocus Montel pocus. Montel does he seem like he's... 50 years later with the statement that there was no gas. And the court in Canada, in which this was tried, threw it out and declared him a non-expert. Wait a second, sir. We can't hear you okay? up there. But okay. This is a matter of record. All right, Dr. So, Taylor, just stop there for a second. Okay. Anna, you've been trying to get in. Go ahead. I am a living proof of this. I was age of 13 when they took me to Auschwitz with my family. I'm the only one who survived, and I was by the, not too far from the gas chambers. And we knew exactly where then they brought in Jews, and they burned them. We smelled, we breathed that air, we smelled that air, and we knew, we used to say to each other, you see where we are burning the Jews? I was not too far from the crematoriums. When it happened? Uh, when it happens, and I was 13 years of age. At that time, my whole family is wiped out. Yes, sir. You yes. Been. The Holocaust is big business because uh, there Germany he is. so far has given the Jews, I think, at least $200 billion. This is the guy who started business. it. Some of you are still getting $1,000 a month. And what? a lot of people don't know this. And then... Uh, By the way, we're going to go through and hopefully find some more of these episodes tomorrow. Maybe that Donahue episode, some other ones are out there. People don't realize who brought the slaves to America. They were Jewish ships. What? Whoa! <laughs> John Coffey gets up on the crowd. Dude, he got some claps, dude. So it's big business. Some of you are still getting a thousand dollars a month, and a lot of people don't know. Dude, and then <laughs> this guy got up. He's dressed in overalls. He literally looks like he just walked. You know who he looks like? Who he reminds me of? The guy who rescued me uh, from the snowstorm earlier this year when I was literally fucking stranded in my fucking feet of ice. And, uh, people don't realize who brought the slaves to America. They were Jewish ships. But that guy knows about the ships, too. Wait a minute. That's a whole... That's a whole nother thing. Let's take a break because we'll tell you should have did that one. What the fuck? Why didn't you do that debate too? The issue that we're talking about today is whether that guy's still standing there like fuck, man. I was just getting started. There was a Holocaust. We'll talk about slavery and who brought him here later. We'll be back up this. I'm not gonna let you go in. Oh, I would not. He's ready. Oh, we can't let you go in on that. Oh, Montel. No, come on, boo. He got mad. It's a whole nother thing. Let's take a break because the issue that we're talking about today is whether or not there was a Holocaust. We'll talk about slavery and who brought him here later. We'll be back up this. I'm not going to let you go Oh, it's too much. It's too much for one, ep for one episode. I mean, I guess, Montel. It's still weak as fuck. It's weak as fuck. 
I don't think I was dead now. I hope he's still living. I hope he's living a great life. We've been talking about the Holocaust with revisionists and survivors, and you wanted to make a statement. Yes, uh, I'd like to ask a question that's specific in nature, directed towards David over there. Uh, it's, it, we, we have all seen the, the pictures that were shown just before the show of the gas chambers, of the metal, oh metal gates and everything like that. If you say there were no gas chambers, what were oh, those specific the, the, the pictures? Pictures of what? Now, we saw pictures of a mass grave, we saw pictures of dead bodies, and we saw pictures of a crematoria. Uh, did you see pictures of a gas well, chamber? Because uh, well, I think you've uh, been smoking the, something before the show. Nah. We did not see any pictures of a gas chamber. Oh, wait, wait, wait. David, we didn't have to accuse the guy of being on drugs. What he saw was what, what, what I... No way, Montel. You smoke drugs. ...in several specials across the country. Yeah, but now and in those specials, is, they show I, me those same I specifically doors. made the point earlier. No one doubts that there is a building, for example, that you can go to in Auschwitz and take the tour off, and they say, well, here's the gas chamber. They also will tell you something like, when the Jews died, they all died pressed up against the door. However, the door to the so-called chamber opens in. Now, the Germans are not stupid people, and if they were going to build a room where hundreds of people would die pressed up against the door, don't you think they would make the door to open out? There's a lot of claps in the crowd, by the way, for his position. I don't know if you... Like, way more than you would expect. Let's just put it that way. I mean, the majority probably still against, but, like, it's still sizable. I am sitting like Ben's in I must answer a question. He said there was there was no Holocaust. There was no crematoriums and no gas chambers. Uh, he said there was no gas chambers. Uh, Eichmann's right hand, who the notorious Eichmann was the master builder of Auschwitz, of the crematoriums and the gas chambers, his right hand, they had figured out that to kill a Jew cost three quarters of a cent. Then they came out with a cyclone gas, that it cost only a half a cent. So they saved a penny, a half, quarter of a cent, by mass killing. And he felt so bad about it that he smuggled out some papers to the Swedish government. And the Germans had very, book, very good bookkeeping. But see, these are things, these are points when we go through this, and historically, wait a second, Dr. Taylor, when we go through this historically, there's no way for us to know what he was thinking, whether he smuggled this or that. The only thing that we can know is whether or not there is fact. And let this gentleman answer, ask, finish his question. He's going to finish it very quickly. Right, right. What, so what were the uh, metal chambers that we saw with the metal gates coming out and the dead bodies inside well, now, all burned there were up? crematoria there, and they did cremate bodies. Uh, and we, we feel, for example, that the building in Auschwitz that you go to that is said to be the gas chamber was, in fact, the morgue. And you can actually see where walls have been knocked down, where they used to be separating the place into different rooms. One other real quick thing, if I may. Uh, a point about the Zyklon B gas that I'd like to make. Now, the nature of the Zyklon B is very important. Uh, the Germans said the Zyklon B was there to disinfect prisoners in their clothes to try and cut down on the typhoid epidemic, which we all admit was going on in the camps. If the gas was there not to do that but to kill Jews, how come there was just as much gas in the camps that were never set to function as execution camps as there are in camps like Auschwitz and camps that were supposedly meant to function okay, as execution Okay, now, Dr. Camps. Thaler, why don't you answer, answer Look, that? It's absurd. This whole discussion is crazy. We can't come in with the mountains of documentation and eyewitness reports and, 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 and uh, case records that clearly establish the truth of, of what went on with the gas chambers and with the killing squads. I just want to state that my name is Michael Thaler and I am willing to mortgage my home and put up $50,000 to anyone who comes in with acceptable evidence, acceptable by scholarly historian standards, that there was no gas chambers, okay? 
End of discussion. I'm so, not okay, going to yeah, continue okay. this with these people. All right. Seems upset. Yes, sir. Yes, I have a comment and a question. And make it very quick because we've got to go. Uh, first of all, I have the greatest sympathy for all innocent people who die in war, but the Jewish experience is not unique. I happen to be of Ukrainian uh -oh. descent. Whoa. And seven million of my people were murdered, and a disproportionate number of the perpetrators of these crimes in the Ukraine, the Ukrainian famine, happened to be Jews. Uh, Trotsky, Beria, <laughs> Dzerzhinsky. And uh, I'd like to know when I'm going to get my reparations. <laughs> oh, shit. No. Okay. That's, that's also another issue. We'll, we'll take a break and we'll answer when we come back. We'll take a break. No, we got to take a break. Dude, the 90s, dude. I swear to God. They're, every break, they have to come over to this one. Lord Miles Rutledge going to be on here Friday night. Get ready to take some calls. Do some calls. I'll try to get that situated as well. Get Make sure that's ready to go tomorrow. I'm going to have to go to sleep pretty soon after this show. So I can get up and do another show in the morning, Tequila Sunrise. Edward Dutton's going to be on Tequila Sunrise on Tuesday, by the way. Uh, next Friday, we got Ryan Dawson versus Martinez Perspective. Uh, on the 22nd, we got Jay Dyer penciled in. On the 23rd, we got E. Michael Jones. Versus Adam Green. Also, uh, Adam Green's going to debate Big Papa Fascist as well. But that's going to be next month on the 20th. May 20th. So we'll continue the Green series even after E. Michael Jones. Why not? You had a question, sir. Yes. I am a Holocaust survivor, and I'm the only one left from a family of seven. I would like to reply to the gentleman that says that Ukrainian, 7 million Ukrainians were killed. The Ukrainians were the biggest collaborators with the Germans. What? They were even hired and worked in the concentration camps what? to help exterminate the Jews. But, let's, so, uh, but do me a favor. Let's, let's stop. Let's, let's <laughs> not go back and forth from one, one race. Not, let's answer the question about the Holocaust. Sorry. You were there. I also, you, I also would like to tell you that the lady made a remark. My wife was 14 years old when she and her mother were taken to Auschwitz and when her mother was ill and she couldn't work any longer they took her to the crematorium and burned her now these are facts that my wife is alive and she is here and she had told me those they stories burned her, they burned they her burned alive her. they burned her that's right because she could not work anymore. because she could not work she was too good to work before you go Anna, see this David this is a point this is a Jewish gentleman you are Jewish here's a man who who has lived his whole life knowing having these feelings knowing what took place in his life I have to ask you this because it's coming to me. Uh, do, do you dislike yourself because you were Jewish no, and no, you were see, turned that, the other way? Silly. Uh, two things real quick. First, for, as an atheist uh, and people all over the world every day claim to see God, I'm always willing to, to uh, believe that people can mislead themselves very easily. But secondly, I also would like to say that um, I want people to understand what my peculiar, peculiar position is, which is I hear eyewitnesses and then I hear other forensic and factual evidence. What am I supposed to do? Would you like me then to just jump to the conclusion, go along with the flow? What if everybody did that about every subject? I have serious questions and I would like to be addressed. No one has yet addressed my question about Cyclone B gas. No one has yet addressed well, my question you're, you're about... You're also asking an report. audience that's, that's just, not no, authorities you, on Cyclone B gas. Go ahead, Anna. Well, they should be here. I want to tell David one thing. He should have been where I was. He would have seen what life is all about. How he was ripped. How he was ripped. 
Damn, she's trying to put him in the chamber now. What the fuck? We used to get up every morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. They used to call, put us in, in a line. And they used to call us Salapel. And they used to pick from each day from us to go to those gas chambers, day by day. We lived with that, we dreamt with that, and we slept with that. Well, I'd like to ask the revisionists, I've heard that you don't believe that there were gas chambers. Do you believe that genocide did indeed take place? And what exactly is your definition of genocide? If you mean by genocide, uh, the kind of treatment that was meted out to the American Indians, or the blacks caught, then there was genocide. And there was a, a, a policy, a kind of genocide against the Jews in Europe during the Second World War. I would say yes. But the Holocaust is defined rather differently. It's defined as the systematic extermination of six million Jews. I do not think that there is evidence for that. The word Holocaust itself is a more What's or less modern creation. It wasn't used during the war. It wasn't talked about at Nuremberg. It didn't come into popular usage until the 1960s or 70s. Go ahead, Dr. Thaler. I just want to uh, straighten out a few things, okay, from our own personal experience. Again, I'm not prepared to discuss this here with these gentlemen who are frauds. The point I'm making now is this. I, I want to make one point. First of all, there were seven million Jews just in the area of Poland and Russia alone. There were fewer than one million Jews in the rest of Europe. So when the Germans occupied Poland and part of Russia, they were stuck with all of these millions of Jews. The majority of those Jews never got to concentration camps. I heard a glib reference to ghettos. Well, I came from one of those ghettos. I came from a ghetto. And by the way, there were hundreds of ghettos, not just one or two. I came from one of those ghettos in the Ukraine. And we started out with 11,000 people in 1941. You're welcome, Magagro. I went ahead and finished it. I'm a little tired now, though, but it's almost done. Left. I'll be no back in the morning to too. Concentration camp. We were taken out and can't shot stop, won't and stop. I myself watched the last 2,500 Jews of my town machine gun okay, to death. We got to take a break, Dr. Phil. Okay, so you know you saw it. We'll, we'll be back in just a second. Montelli. We've been talking about the Holocaust with the revisionists and survivors. Anna, you wanted to make one final point. Yeah, I would like to make one point. I came here for one reason, to tell the world that this Holocaust happened, and I'm a proof, I'm a living proof. I'm here to tell you that never again we should watch out for another Holocaust to whom it ever happened. It should never happen. No race, no human should let have to kill people. We are we got to go. Join us again on the next Montel Williams show. Thank you. Join us again on the next episode of the Kill Stream. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be here in the morning again. Tequila Sunrise. I talked about the shows coming up. I hope you enjoyed those. Thank you for the support. As always, we got to take a trip down memory lane. The 1990s were a hell of a time. I've seen many, many episodes of Montel Williams. And I used to watch it uh, there in my grandma's house. Been thinking about them a lot this week. My uncle gave me my grandpa's ring the other day, which was awesome. Uh, and so, I mean, I always think about him a lot anyway. And anytime I see Montel Williams, I think about him too. So shout out to my, shout out to my grandparents. RIP, miss him a lot. Shout out to you guys though. It's a it's a triumphant note, not a sad note. Remembering the good times, the 1990s. Maybe we'll get there again. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, shit. I almost knocked my giant trophy over.
See you in the morning.